The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Yes, that's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! face of Santos Escobar who just pranced past our announce table and look oh, out from behind yeah, that's what I was saying before ambush is from behind and this time Lee's gonna turn it around Dragon Lee has all the answers for now oh! Dragon Lee looks like he's only getting warmed up wiping out the knees of Escobar Dragon Lee coming to the aid of a fallen Joaquin Wilde. He will not forget what uh, Escobar did to his mentor, Rey Mysterio. If only Grayson wrestled as good as he looks. Grayson Waller now, I know Kevin Owens. Oh, swing and a miss. There's KO. Kevin Owens from the apron. Oh! Big splash all over water! KO right in the energy of the WWE Universe here in Brooklyn! Seems to me like there's enough damage control to go around. Oh, here we go! Doesn't take Shotzi much to get involved! The ballsy badass straight in there as he shot it, Flair! Already having flashbacks to war games. A chaotic way to 
to kick off Friday Night SmackDown. But the target on EO's back gets bigger and bigger by the day. As War Games didn't settle anything. El Nombre, but look at Bianca Belair go. Going right after the WWE Women's Champion. Oh no, EO's championship just stopped whatever Bianca was trying to do in the corner. Damage control, missing somebody. Kev, you love punching people in the face, right? Well, look who you're standing across the ring from. Logan Paul, the man that just knocks people out. Just like that. So, after Logan's done knocking you out, maybe your days of punching people in the face are over. Oh! Oh! Not again! You got a glass jaw. Logan Paul's not the only one with a good right hand. Oh, what a counter by Butch. They're still in this. Oh, spear! Done, with the spear. son. Broken the leg. Lashley to put away Butch. The suddenness of Bobby Lashley. Here is your winner. He with Nick Aldis and we have created a tournament to determine my next challenger. The tournament will start next week and features eight superstars. Santos Escobar, Dragon Lee, Karrion Cross, and NXT superstar, could be anyone. Bobby Lashley, Grayson Waller, Austin Theory, and of course, Kevin Owens. And I can guarantee whoever wins this tournament is gonna have a nightmare trying to take this belt away from me. Pugnacious. That's for sure. Which is absolutely relentless. Flying knee rocks Bobby. You gotta think of your push. You gotta keep this momentum going. At pace. Taking Lashley off his feet. That moonsault by Butch. Butch is taking an even higher risk. Oh! Again, flattened Lashley. Can Butch do this? Can he take down Bobby Lashley? Call the match, KP. <laughs> Water straight back across the KO. Look at this. This is going to be catastrophic. Oh, oh and thank goodness, Kevin Owens. Wait, shoulders down. KO may turn this around. Oh, my yes. God. Come on. KO oh, did it. Literally, what the? Here's your winner, Kevin. Oh, whatever. Whatever. Whatever, bro. What? Waller can't believe it. This is where.
where Kyrie Zane can thrive. Kyrie doesn't have much time to turn the tables in this. Right back where we started. Across the barricade. My God. Ribs first. Crushing Kyrie Zane. The ruthless nature of Bailey. Oh, hang on a second. Bailey's here. Oh, they told her to stay in the back. Obviously, Bailey didn't listen to the orders, but boy, Kyrie better be grateful. The orders came from EO Sky, the WWE Women's Champion. Guys, let's go! Let's go! It may pay off. Kyrie thinking about the insane elbow. Oh, scouted oh. by Belair. Back up to her feet. She wants her KOD kiss of death. Here is your winner, Bianca Belair. I mean, Bailey did what she could, I guess. Solo Sokoa, the man who took out John Cena, now attacking Orton. Orton now falling victim to the enforcer and the underboss of the bloodline. Someone else who's had a few issues with the bloodline lately. LA Knight taking that fight to the bloodline. Solo set packet. Or so we thought. Knight Sakoa now brawling outside the ring. Haven't done this on SmackDown in a long, long time. Vintage
don't know what the hell is going on with the internet today, but the internet needs to get its shit straight. That's all I'm saying right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Smack Attack. Welcome to the People Show. The people love the people, by the people, for the people. And of course, today, not with me, Jimmy T, because he is a construct of AI, and his internet is lagging um, because he doesn't know how to make internet work, even though you think AI would. But I am joined today by the man himself, Mr. RPG, has joined the chat, as they say. Uh, Sir, how are you today? Doing good, uh, Mr. Henry. Great to be back on the smack attack. But as you said, you know, across the board, uh, down under, he can't escape it. He's having his internet issues. You said you were having a little lag time there. I've been doing some things with some storms here in Ohio. Hey, so it sounds just like uh, just like WWE Spectrum is just deciding to half-ass it this week. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. I mean, it, it's it, it, it just seems like par for the course for some reason today. Uh, I, I don't know, but uh, you know, you mentioned half-assing it. One thing that WWE seems to be half-assing is announcing their Raw deal. Uh, you know, uh, they've announced NXT, they've announced SmackDown, but. The Raw deal seems to, you know, the latest thing, everybody's saying, well, it's, it's confirmed they're going to Warner Brothers. And the only confirmation I've ever found is the fact that uh, Dave Meltzer said it. So, you know, that's a reliable source to, you know, trust that. So, I don't know. Uh, the latest I've heard, Warner Brothers, Amazon, and all I know is NBC Universal is a distant fourth, supposedly, compared to uh, Disney. Disney, Amazon, and Warner Brothers are the three top contenders for a Raw. Uh, so, uh, Mr. RBV, what, which which one do you think makes the most sense for WWE? Well, I, I guess we'll, let's start the conversation going back to you know the home base where we all identify Raw being associated with, and that is you know the NBC network, the Universal, uh, or particular USA Network. Uh, we do know that they have obtained the rights to SmackDown, uh, which freed up NXT and Raw. Now, if you look at that, what we've really got to look at here is a bigger picture is these networks. They're not they're not taking the same bait the last time around where WWE went there and absolutely worked these network officials into these absurd blockbuster deals. These networks are now realizing the return on investment was not there. Fox flat out said, no, thank you. It was nowhere near the expectations that you pitched and promised to us. So they're out of, they're out of the play here. Now let's look at, at, uh, USA, you know, the network itself. We also, the parent company there, they're, they take on the rights to SmackDown. But in Cincinnati, you know, a lot of people are like, well, why don't they just, you know, why didn't they continue with NXT? Why aren't they in the play here for all? Think, you think about this, it, it, even though they're ponying up a pretty penny, it's a lot cheaper to pay for the two hours of SmackDown than the you know the extra three and the extra two, five additional hours. They don't want to get themselves back up to five hours. That's why I think they're pulling out of that Raw play there. And they, they might feel that the, the Raw brand has become a little stale with their network. So maybe a fresh look, uh, a new flavor with SmackDown would be the right direction. Now, the... The uh, Warner is very, very interesting uh, on two fronts. Are they really serious? Uh, they've seen a sample here working with Tony Khan, AEW, 
what it can bring to their network. So there is value. It is cheap television for to bring in pro wrestling. It has its its base audience. You know you're going to get those bottom line numbers. Hopefully you you fall into a boom where you'll see you know those grow uh, you know grow past your expectations. But again, you know, this could be a, a two. There's so much backdoor politics going on with this thing. Uh, you know, the, this, this could be, um, you know, the TBS TNT just kind of work working con and getting him to pay, pay for his programming, uh, so they can pocket a little bit more here. Or it just might be, hey, would you rather have the 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 NFL or the Canadian Football League? And then WWE is going to go in there and use that all to their mansion. They might just drive. Uh, in certain ways, you know, drive the value down on AEW to ultimately stick them. There's a lot at play here, but we do hey, we, we do have word out there that um, Triple H and Tony Khan were out in Hollywood Monday talking to some of those big networks, uh, wheeling and dealing out there, and Pritchard had, had taken the reins there to run Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I saw that. Um, Jimmy, welcome. We're talking about the the raw deal how the only confirmation is from uh uncle dave Meltzer himself so that's not really a confirmation and we're talking about <laughs> uh it seems to be the big three are warner brothers uh disney and uh, uh amazon and i think you know jimmy and i talked about this uh rbv uh a while back last week how, was it last huh? week well, the week no before. a while back where i talked about how maybe amazon's uh big and, right, and maybe yeah. they put raw there because now WWE now covers three forms of broadcasting with, you know, network TV, you've got cable TV, and now you have a streaming platform. And I know Jimmy says it makes Raw seem less than, but if they if, go on the streaming platform, that is. If they go, if they put it on the streaming platform, but think about it this way: you cover all kinds of broadcasts. You have less to deal with on broadcasting rights because Amazon doesn't have to deal with broadcasting rights with other countries. So now it's automatically worldwide. And then you don't have to deal with, you know, certain things like ratings and things along those lines in the long run after that. So uh, that's the only reason why I feel like Amazon is a smart play business wise for WWE. But what about you, RVV? What do you think about that play? I, it would be if Jimmy T is making the point, you know, it could be a step back for what you're looking at as you, is what has always been known as your flagship program. Uh, I can see on the surface, you know, you're immediately losing all those outlets, depending that people will follow you to that platform. Or it could, you know, it, over in the chat there, uh, Jerome Hall, man, he, he was sitting this, uh, you know, last night. On the Friday, Locker Room mentioned I was going to be here, so he said he's going to make sure to join us. So thank you there, Mr. Hall. They say, you know, it's a double-edged sword. It could be, you know, and I know he was talking about the networks and, you know, the, how they're playing the games, the companies and all that. But moving Raw to a streaming platform, double-edged sword inside of itself, that it is the biggest bait. It is the most recognized brand that might pull somebody, you know, towards, you know, what we've seen, you know, when you had NXT on the WWE Network, you know that was only going to pull a small amount uh, if you would go that if you go that route. SmackDown somewhere in the middle. If you, you want to catch a bigger fish, you use that prime bait. It's probably going to be raw. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that to me, it's 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 different when it's WWE's and everyone's like, oh well, they had it. It was on the WWE network, but this is Amazon. I mean, look at what Amazon Prime has done streaming wise. They have a Thursday night NFL team exclusively NFL game every week now. Every week, I mean, on Amazon, get, 
Yes, and on Amazon. Really? And, and you can I watch that worldwide. Oh, yeah, worldwide, you can watch that. Uh, they have shows like Reacher. They have Invincible. They have all these show, these quality things that they're putting out, original as well as the, the all the other stuff that they have. And now they're even partnering with places like Paramount and other things to where you could watch those shows, Star Trek and all these other things, on their platform as well you know and you can make it a la carte so they're making it to where not only can you watch free shows you can want they have the amazon they have they call it freebie so like you don't even have to have an amazon prime you can just watch streaming through their platform that way yeah, look telling you amazon makes it to where you can go there for everything you can watch just about everything on there with partnerships and things along those lines and one-stop shopping, especially if you've got a Fire Stick or, you know, an Amazon, you know, Cube or whatever you use. So if you think about it that way, the money and the the viewership that you can receive on a raw going to something like that is, you know, way more than probably any network TV can probably get. I think anyway. I just think well, it's net. And then you're covering your basis on the types of broadcasts that you've got. Cable network tv as well as um you know because uh, as well as streaming well the thing that i'm not sure about and rick you might well both of you will know i haven't had an amazon prime i do have an amazon prime account but i haven't actually had amazon prime to watch it for quite a while so obviously a lot has changed but what about advertisers wouldn't it affect the advertisers when it comes to streaming anyone would know that go ahead john uh, honestly, I don't know because here, but so Amazon sometimes before a show they will have like a little advertisement, but it's in house. You know, think about. Yeah, I was going to say, like, is there commercials? During, no, like, no, no. no. You're watching a show straight through. You know, and some shows are you know where you can binge them, and some are they're released weekly. Like Invincible's released weekly. Jack, uh, Reacher when it comes out uh, right. this like month Netflix will be stuff. Yeah, whatever, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, so, and sometimes with Netflix, they you know they do a whole block or they'll do right. they do yeah. weekly. Um, but what what we're seeing is a lot of times, like with the NFL on on Prime, it's just they're showing the show. You know, they're, they're showing what's happening because they don't need the advertisement because Amazon is the advertisement. Amazon Ooh. is advertising their own stuff and saying, hey, while you're here, check out this. You know, look, we're getting awards for this. And Amazon makes billions of dollars a year so they can afford to do this. And that's that's kind of the purpose. Just, just oh. as a reference, just as a reference point here, the deal between Amazon and the NFL, it, it was the first exclusive digital only package for the nfl and is worth one billion a season mm -hmm. Shit. and they're willing to pay <laughs> that much for the nfl i mean the nfl is worth it obviously because it's guaranteed to bring eyeballs no matter what mm -hmm. but in saying that what's the ratings like for the nfl you know on on amazon is is it actually pretty high does anyone know i mean how many they don't subscribers? care they don't oh, care yeah, yes, like, you know because you're you're just getting subscribers subscribers and here's the thing NFL has always tweeted Thursday night games as dog shit, right? It's the dog shit game point. on it's Thursday night football, right? So. Yeah, well, like, so well, I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say they don't care about the viewership because you're in the different metric there in which makes something like 
the NFL so special. Uh, it's across the board if it's open air, if it's cable, if it's streaming, is in today's society. We regularly hear, especially in the realm of professional wrestling, we get there, excuse well, people don't watch TV like that anymore. Right. Well, that's why there's such a high value and demand for must-see live events. And well, the NFL is the king of the mountain when it comes oh, 100%. when it comes to that. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you actually, Rick, since you're here, and what's going on, by the way? Because I never said hello. So what's going on, fellas? How are you? But I just want to say, um, I've already discussed this with John, right? But since NXT has got an actual TV deal with CW Network, right? Wouldn't it make Raw seem? You wouldn't you want to like thinking the way WWE does? And I'm only assuming. I'm not saying I know, but just going by all the years, wouldn't they want to test that out with NXT, say, first with a streaming platform instead of a Raw? Your your value isn't there when you're going to a platform where you're trying to draw in. Uh, you know, if, 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 if baseball is looking to land a blockbuster deal with a network, they're not going to send AAA first. Hmm. No, of course not. That, but that's a little different, though. No, it's not. No, no, in context, in theory, it's the same thing. Absolutely. But what I mean by different, I just think having SmackDown and NXT on cable and Raw not being there, just, I don't know, it just seems funny. But Jimmy, think about this. This is the CW, right? Like, this is where you would go to watch Teeny Bopper, you know, bullshit and, you know, the DC teen, oh, angst, you know. Supergirl who is in love with Jimmy, who who's in love with <laughs> Kal-El, who's in love with whatever bullshit, right? Um, you, and and that that network is not anywhere near on the even the level that Amazon gets of, of viewership and people that that watch. So Isn't it a top five network at one stage or top ten or some shit. Well, there's only stage? like over the air. There's only like twelve networks over the air. Right, I mean, there's true. not, no, there's true. not a ton now. No, no, that's, the, that's pretty dumb saying that, right? You, there, when you say like now that, they've added yeah. the digital channels. There's more, but like you know, CW doesn't have anything. It was where Paramount and Warner Brothers would put their shows that they were like, we well, we have this show, but we really don't want to. We need to put it somewhere, so they put it on the CW. This that was their cast off network essentially. It was their Island of Myths with toys. And so now that they've that Morningstar has bought this thing, and um, I think that's our move for I remember that's the name of the company. They're trying to be more original programming since that's why we don't see Warner Brothers stuff. That's why we don't see Paramount stuff. That's right, why we're right. seeing more original stuff. And that's the whole purpose. And we're also saying they're they're going all in with wrestling because not only do we have NXT on the TV, but on the app, NWA is getting you know, <laughs> yeah. featured on. Well, right. I mean, look, good. No, no, it's good, absolutely. But I'm just laughing because they so shot themselves in the foot. You know what I mean? Well, they the they, they were never they were never going to get that on air spot. No, they weren't. You don't no. think so? No. It has nothing to do with that Coke spot. Uh, again, you know, if you pose a question, do you, do you want the NFL or do you want Canadian football? You're right. going to, you're, you're 100% always going to go with the big boy, the most recognized. Uh, the, mm -hmm. When you think wrestling, you think WWE. Absolutely. Gotta, uh, Absolutely. Real quick in the chat is another kind of reference point here. Um, Jerome Hall asking about, you know, with WWE this week, and we're talking about the different ratings of the draws uh, for Monday, 17.7 million were overwatching a, a very lackluster game on paper there, the Bears and the Vikings. Mm. Uh, ended up being That's a close right. game inside of itself. I mean, look at that difference, 17.7 in what was wrong at like 1.8. 
Right. Wow. Really? Yeah. Real quick on the, on the CW, what I think is really interesting about that deal. And I think it is a perfect match. Um, Mm -hmm. They got a tremendous deal for, for NXT, for their development. There is history with that network CW going back to when it was a WB. Well, they, well, um, they they even used to carry, they used to carry uh, back when Hameen and Beast and, and Vet were there, they carried OVW in in the different, really? Well, because you got to remember it's an open air Oh yeah, true. Uh, and different network. markets too. So different markets are going to get right. different play. So uh, here in yeah. Cincinnati, I had the I was privileged, had the honor to pick up OVW. So I got to know all those guys That's all those awesome. years before. You know that we got to you know work with them. But you know I got to see you know That's when crazy. Brock and, and Brandy and <laughs> yeah. Cody and all those guys when they're in development. What's really cool about that though, now that you've got the more exposure with the different markets. CW, as you said, it has a tremendous reach. It, it, it has potential to hit every household with the television because it is open air. Right, uh, but you go in there, you, you show NXT. This is our development system, the stars of tomorrow. But then you can customize your advertising packages into each market to say when mm-hmm. Raw and SmackDown are coming, see the big stars in your hometown. You've seen our development here. Now see the big stars in your hometown. So it's a it's a great specialized marketing tool where they can customize to, you know, hey, Dallas, Fort Worth. But, you know, the, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are coming here. You know, Cincinnati, right. well, you know, uh, Roman Reigns is back. You can customize those. That'll be something unique uh, that they can utilize inside of that, that deal. Yeah, and I mean, also remember this too. Like, I mean, it, it, it even had roots with SmackDown because it used to be CW used to be UPN, and that's you Wait, know CW used to be UPN. Yeah, it was. I and didn't so, even know that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and so uh, SmackDown was on UPN for a while. Right. I mean, that, that's, that's where it started on UPN. Yeah, because you had you had Friday Night SmackDown, and then you had. Voyager after with Rock, with the Rock making appearance fighting seven of nine. Um, hey, remember <laughs> remember when uh, WB was like the uh, the open air BET and it had that racist ass Warner Brothers <laughs> doing yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> real bad. Oh yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> it, it was it was real bad. But you know, I, I think it's an funny. interesting time right now because we're seeing the the step of the future. The NFL has kind of set the example of okay we're doing thursday night football on amazon and it makes it i think for WWE go you know what if the nfl could do it we can do it you know i mean that that it makes sense but it i think also too there's an there's a there's a question of would would warner brothers honestly take wwe when they already have aew on their roster as a hey wouldn't it be funny though if they did take WWE and then dump AEW? I mean, think about it. But WWE wouldn't want to be on the same network as their rival, though. No doubt about it. That's what I'm saying. WB would have they they would have to guarantee that they would drop AEW immediately, right? <laughs> like, I surprise mean, because you know no what way I've that also can work. heard. You know what's funny? People have been saying they're not sure if uh, TK is actually copyrighted Collision. Believe it or not. Yeah, that, I, was, I was reading some rumblings about that. Now, I don't know how true that what, is. Probably what's bullshit. the value there? Look at that. No, at that no, no, but get this. Imagine, like, uh, they decide to make a new show, WWE, and it features CM Punk <laughs> and call it Collision. Wouldn't that be the funniest thing? I mean, that would be hilarious if that was to happen because TK, I don't know, man. He's a bit, you know, he's a bit weird, let's be honest. I don't think he realizes what he's doing sometimes, clearly, 
So it wouldn't surprise me, but I found that kind of funny that people are actually saying that, but uh, I doubt that will happen. But you never know. Look, who knows? I, I think it's interesting to see that, you know, with everything that we talk about, how much we dislike Raw, we dislike AEW or whatever, it goes to show you this. The wrestling business is healthy right now because we would not be having these conversations about where Absolutely. these shows and everything are going. And, you know, if you want to say that the wrestling business isn't good, then you, you're totally discounting what's happening right here now no, are we getting the on. numbers that we got with fox no no because... absolutely not but no let's be but... honest it's the hottest it's been I, I know the numbers don't say it right that show but really it's probably the hottest it's been for 20 years seriously well, the viewership maybe not but the right. money does Everything else though right, because exactly. of the spread and everything along those lines now what however people handle that goes that route i don't know but one other thing i want to kind of get going before we get started because we do i do have a a fundraiser i have to go to for work today uh so i have a harder out today but we had a lot of returns this week um <laughs> what do you feel was the biggest return in your opinion and uh jimmy since you relate we'll start with you first um there were a lot of returns who do you feel was the biggest return this week Look, you can't get past obviously CM Punk. I mean, that's still surreal, man. I mean, bullshit. I mean, come on, man. Come on, let's be real. Let's be real here, man. When I didn't think, look, I was calling. Did I not say he was going to come back? I said it for weeks that he was going to come back, right? And but even I, say, I gave I up. I don't give a shit about Pepsi. Right? Club. You never said he's not, but you never said he is. You just said you don't give a shit. So you, you saved yourself there, John. You're lucky. <clears throat> but in saying that, right? I was. I gave up, dude. I thought he's not coming, right? It's done. I don't even know why I was so sure. R-Truth, absolutely. Absolutely, Jerome, man, for sure. I mean, you can't go past R-Truth either. But when he came back, man, I hadn't had that buzz of a feeling for pro wrestling in years, man. <laughs> like, legitly, I was like, oh, shit, he's really back. You know what I mean? Even though I've been saying it, it's still seeing his believing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But let's not put it past Randy Orton, too. Randy Orton got a huge pop at Survivor Series. And I don't think people are talking about that enough. He got a I huge really pop last night. Uh, yeah, and last night. And on Monday. Legitly. Like, he got a huge pop. I think people were very happy. And I think the people were happy at the end of Survivor Series. Even if Punk didn't show up, they were all cheering and whatnot. That was just a cherry on top with Punk returning. Which is still surreal. It's just, it's, look, we haven't had these times since the Monday Night Wars. Let's be honest. This is the type of stuff that the Monday Night Wars was made of. You know, you don't know who's going to turn up when or, you know, on what show, on what company. It's exciting in that sense. But what made it even better? People, well, not, not better per se, but I think people overhyped what Punk was going to say at the end. I wasn't hating on what he said. Actually, listening it back the second time, I think it sounds much better than it did the first time. He did give a few backhanders to AEW without mentioning them by actual name. If you listen to his promo, he really did sort of give shit to AEW without actually mentioning them. And look, I think people need to relax. He's not going to come out with a live mic straight off the bat. I never really thought he would. It would have been great if he did. But come on, man. He's got to be on his best behavior. And as far as TK being in danger, if he was really in danger, you think WWE would have rehired him? Even if it was good for business, there's no chance they would have rehired him. Mm. 
Maybe. But Mike Martin says he's he's going to be watching. He's wanting to pop in because he's about to do cardio. So, Mike, good to see you, my Good's friend. Up, and Jerome Media Men 5 has made it. And so is Aaron Vinciolo. Aaron Vinciolo has made it as well. Shalom. Uh, Shalom as well to you guys. Uh, RBV, what about you, sir? Who do you feel is the biggest return this week? Well, bottom line, you got to look best for business. What's the what's the needle mover? And it absolutely is CM Punk. Not taking anything away from the greatness, the talents, the contributions of Randy Orton and R-Truth. But come on. Uh, you, you didn't have any crossover coverage from their returns from other major outlets, if it be TMZ, if it be ESPN, if it be the, the Fox and the Universal uh, you know, different markets that were covering this thing across the globe, you know, the, the, the BBC, all of that, they were coming to the table to check out what Punk was bringing. You had excitement. The bubble was was getting ready to burst with excitement. You had the casuals. Uh, they were interested. The Laps fan was ready to tune in for the first time in at least over a decade you heard a, a decent amount of people. I have to tune in to Monday night. I have to be there to see what happens. Now, what happened, that's up for another conversation, another debate. You know, every show's been having we'll that stunk. over the course of the week. <laughs> but the bottom line, answer the question here, it's absolutely CM Punk. Right, okay, well, guys, I'm going to say y'all y'all missed the biggest one right here. Right here. Uh, keep, the biggest one, alive. literally, right? <laughs> that culture, that culture vulture. Oh, uh, she uh, doesn't give a shit about professional wrestling. I don't care what anyone says. I know a lot of people love it, but all she does is shake her butt 24-7 on social media. Yeah, she is fine to look at, but she's all about herself, man. Look, not look, yeah, I mean, company. Look, I, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I just wanted to get I wanted to fuck with y'all. Don't, don't be I surprised mean, if she gets fired in the future, man. In the near future, I just I can see it. Look, uh, I, the fact that it's you know she's been out for a while, you know, it, it says something. Where I think um, they're not in a hurry, but also we've seen that though they're being more intentional. That uh, the report this week that W that Triple H is not going to put Jade Cargill out there until she's ready, you know. And I think Jimmy, you and I talked about this, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. That's the smart play. I get that she looks like a million dollars, but she also has to look like a million dollars when she performs in the ring, and she just doesn't do that. And Triple H is being smart about this by not putting her in positions where she's going to fail. He wants her to look right in the ring when she performs, not just standing around. Because right now, standing around looks great and everything along those lines. And uh, I feel like this is a smart play by him. But, uh, Rick, what do you think? Is this a smart play by Triple H to hold off Jay Gargill until she's ready? Yeah, absolutely. There is a major difference. It's kind of said you go back and look at some of those last matches that she had inside AEW. And as green as she is, she was the one having to carry those matches. How dumb is that, though? That's, that's – that's what's it, but, bizarre, Rick, about that company in particular, how they get certain wrestlers to carry other wrestlers that can't carry each other, dude. It's bizarre. And, and I think, you know, in what in going a little bit further into what they mean by when she's ready, I don't necessarily think some of the maybe a quick stop through NXT, but keep most of her development behind the scenes. Don't expose that. Don't give it away too much. 
And then when she, because of her looks, because of her just natural charisma, uh, you look at her, you know she's a big deal. Save her for a big deal. But that means that she has got to buckle down. She has got to be heavily dedicated and on a fast track to get to the likes of a Charlotte Flair, of a Becky Lynch, you know, of any of, of those types. Because that's, uh, that's, that's where they want to see her. And that's where the big, <laughs> yeah. that's where the big bucks are at. Yeah. But can she I mean, the, get to that point, though, boys? That's the thing. Well, I don't know she if will ever be that good. You, look, she's an athlete. Like you but, cannot well, deny. Like even as raw as she was in the ring, she was impressive. Where she, she did some absolutely. really great athletic things. So she and it and from what I'm what we're what we're hearing is that she is picking it up. She just remember she went from AEW making an appearance and having to learn in the ring, where she's learning in the ring without pressure of tv and carrying a belt and everything along those right lines. and no one was showing her anything according to her other than cm punk funny enough right but you know and that's Cody. the whole point she's now at a company that has its own performance center even though kind of technically they had the nightmare factory with cody and all that right, right, so right. Does, does cody does cody catch any heat because he or any ribs because she came from his school Probably, I mean, you'd have to give him the business for that, right? Well, we but don't, now, we don't know what her regiment. What you know, was she down there every off day? I mean, she is waking not. up, put it, put it. You know, she's hitting that clock where it's not, you know, the fame and the glam that she was, you know, used to at AEW. They are making her buckle down now, as John, as you said, she is an athlete. She has played at damn near the highest level. She knows what it's about. If she has that desire, that drive, I think she will absolutely be fine. Now, I, don't, I expect her to – WWE is going to be smart enough to allow her to shine within the parameters that, we're, we're, that she can handle. So she doesn't right. have to be, go out there and, and be the most well-polished as long as she's suitable. And let's not even forget, you know, one of the, the ladies that so many revere is one of the best of all time, Trish Stratus, started out as absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. Garbage. Yeah. Actually. And she learned she learned in the ring, but she it was took years though, a few years. But when you think but, about and it, and she was also that one that was going before shows, uh, before Raws and SmackDowns and whatever, and working in the ring man. with people, yeah. even though she wasn't hired for that reason. That's why she, Trish she was just a valet originally. She, yeah, she was a fitness person that Vince is like, oh, oh she looks great. Let's bring her in here. And yeah. you know, all yeah. that fun stuff. And then she made herself a wrestler, right? She worked at to that. And so uh, Jade has now the opportunity to work behind the scenes in a ring daily. And I, now I read she's only like there like two days a week right now. But people are like, two oh, my God. A week? Yeah. Really? But remember, should be more this, than is that, a, man. this is a person who has not done wrestling. Right, she she has not done what WWE is expecting, so they're probably going to say, "Okay, you're going to start off. You're going to be sore. You're going to hurt." And well, then that's, we're gonna... that's typical for training, you know. Yeah. I mean, with Upstate, you know, they do Tuesdays and Thursdays. Most places you're doing two, maybe three, and that third. And there's different styles inside of training. So that two days might be the entering, but they're she's learning constantly. Right. Uh, you know, they've got their promos. They, they've got you know, br you know, branding awareness. I think she's not there's too so much more promos though. But you got to remember, it's the WWE way. Like, well, that's true too. You the know, she's learning the, the WWE way to yeah. wrestle, the WWE way to like face the hard cam, do all that kind of stuff, and the WWE way to do promos. So she's got to re relearn everything, Jimmy. So you know well, that yeah, she does. 
you know, that's that you know that she's coming in, you know, fresh from scratch. So, well, Triple H did give AEW a backhander about Jay Cargill, also without actually saying AEW. I mean, he said it. Look where she was at. She pretty much learned nothing. You know what I mean over there? (laughs) I find that funny, but it's true. I mean, she did improve slowly, but she didn't really gain much in what three years that she was there for. Was it three years? Two and a half, maybe. It's got to be close to three. She wasn't there from day dot, though. That's for sure. No, no, she was not. But like, still, um, I, I don't know. But I, I, I feel like, you know, the, again, if this is good, this goes to show the interesting part of the wrestling business. Tony Khan is is not trying to build things. He's taking things and and just going, hey, let's and do this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Whereas WWE has consistently said we need to build this business. You know, that's what we're doing. That's why they have the Performance Center now. That's why they have NXT. That's why they have, you know, where they're at. Because they have done nothing. Say what you want about Vince. But he has done nothing but been a visionary and built the business. Tony Khan has not done lick of that at all. He's just been like, oh, well, hey, New Japan does the G1. So let's do our own Wish version of G1 with this Continental whatever that bullshit is. That doesn't build the business. I'm still want to know what a continental is. I keep thinking it's noodles. The the hotel in um, John Wick. Duh. We've already talked about this. Oh, oh yeah, you did. You're, that's right. That's true. <laughs> so no, you're but, right. You, you know, told me that too. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's I think that's you know the way you look at business. It's Tony Khan is someone who's got money, and he's like, well, I'm trying to figure out what to do with. I want to do what I want. Vince McMahon is someone who had to work for his money, and Triple H had to work and for change money. the game literally, and and change the game. <laughs> but understood and learned why and how and what it took. It's it's the idea of has money versus built money, right? right. Like that's exactly. those these are the two stories. And we're seeing that played out in the way that Vince leaves, Triple H is taken in and he has the same mindset. So therefore, that's why AEW will never be a factor unless Tony Khan can change his mindset and start learning and start learning how to tell stories. And so instead of saying, hey, we also need to like, I suck at telling stories, so let's just do a G1 because that's great. So it's fun. And then I can fill out the back half of my year. And see, this is and this is what annoys me. All these stupid tournaments in AEW and Battle Royals every third week, it feels like, and whatever the hell. There's a tournament every second week. Let's be real, boys. All that, all, The reason why they do that every time is because TK does not know how to move forward with anything with anybody so he does this because it's lazy booking so there's a reason why this guy is is facing that guy because it's a tournament right so it makes sense in his friggin eyes and it's a really a little cheat to get around all the bullshit you know what i mean Mm. because he doesn't know how to book it he truly doesn't know how to do the the normal thing he doesn't understand fundamentals boys at all the, the real differences between the companies and, and John, you, you were you were right there on it, man. Uh, and this goes back. It's just not TK. It's just not AEW. It, it's any competition that WWE's had since Vince took over the company. Right. The closest challenge that they've ever tr- truly had, and it wasn't much of a challenge, was WCW and what Bishop Bischoff brought to the table because it's not. And, and, and it's easy for us because it is what is the most visible, what fans can relate to the most. It's not really about 
booking and, and storylines and talents. It is about the business practices, as John said, where, you know, back in the day, they were running wrestling companies. Vince knew then he had to run an entertainment company. Real quick, right. you know, some stories there. Uh, you know, Cornette regularly talks about this when him in the midnight snuck away to go have a meeting, you know, up at Vince's place. And they, they thought they were going to show up and Vince was going to have all these plans laid out about bringing the midnight in, about booking and, you know, who they're going to be working with. By the pool. <laughs> and, and, and they're talking about the toy line. And they're like, what the hell right, are these? Right. You know, we're heels. Why do we worry about this? And it was some years later that the Iron Sheik was like, hey, I'm making a million quarterly off of this doll. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, when Nash, he tells the story about showing up back at WCW when, you know, when they were getting ready to fire up the NWO and, they're, they're looking at it. They're the talking about merch and, and all that. Well, no, they're, well. Just, they're talking about merch. And WCW right. had a small office that was set up for it where WWE has an entire floor of their headquarters dedicated towards that. Right, and so you're allowed to go there and take whatever you want, apparently, as fans, a they, they want to look. Wrestling fans want to look on the surface about storylines and in-match and, and movesets. The bottom line, the bottom dollar is who has the better business practices and standards. Even when WCW on television was whooping their butt for 83 weeks, they weren't built for the long run because they were focused on more on the wrestling company side of it where Vince had his bearings with the business could survive because they had their, you know, they had the, the pen dipped in multiple, multiple jars of ink. That is the difference that has always separated Vince and the WWE from the rest of those in again, quote unquote, the wrestling business. And the wrestling business is the wrestling but, business but he also did to also continue what you were saying rbv um he also changed it to sports entertainment so he doesn't have to pay tax to the athletic commissions at the time also to get around that if everything you do and i understand that was a business move for him he's trying to get those right. individuals off of his back but everybody no matter what the sport is if you are in the public eye, if you are out there selling a an event service like that, you are in entertainment. Absolutely, that is what it's about. Look at the NFL. They out they out wrestle wrestling right now because mm -hmm. what do they do? They have their stars. They they get us emotionally connected. They spend uh, the before kickoff. They spend the entire more Super Bowls of three thing. They spend 12 hours getting you emotionally invested and connected Absolutely. to the players on that field uh mm. who's the mvp right now for the nfl taylor swift you know because and they're telling you all those side stories they're bringing all of that drama they, they get the kelsey boys into that if it's mahomes and we know his family now we know everything about him they give you personalities <laughs> brady was kind of the flair that good looking, you know, bad boy that you that you love to hate. You had the guy next door, the John Cena in Peyton Manning. He was literally that. The right, NFL, exactly. I regularly say they out wrestle pro wrestling, and that's how they yeah. get over because we have that connection. And, and again, it from wrestling. That's a change. They changed to go that way. Too, about tribalism. Yeah, yeah. The NFL embraces yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Sports is always going to bring tribalism, though, no matter what. I mean, it's, it's just, it is what it is, you know, city, yeah. town, but it's good. It's good. country, it's, it's whatever. Pride. I mean, but think I, about I'm it. I'm one of the, I love sport, man. So, yeah, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, it. look at the NFL. They go, hey, we have hard knocks for preseason, and we like that so much. We're now doing an in-season hard knocks where we're showing what's happening in the middle of the season <laughs> with the Miami Dolphins. Like, right, we're in the mid middle of the season, and we're showing you what happened last week for hard knocks. Like, I, I, look, 
NFL is 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 brilliant, and I mean WWE is is doing a lot of some of the same things where they're going, hey, look, we have the show for the Miz, we have the Bellas, we have all this other stuff, and we're building that kind of idea. Uh, and and I think that's where I think we'll go back to Triple H kind of allowing that because you know Vince was we're never going to let anybody be bigger than the brand anymore. You know the Rock and and you know all these right. It's because things. of the Rock and stuff like that. That's why they don't really strap on the rocket ship to really anyone. Maybe you could say Cena was the last one and Roman per se. I, I, I but think really, I think it was Hogan that really mm-hmm. made him realize that because he always kept so? no pun no pun intended here. He kind of kept the reins on Austin and Rock. Uh, Hogan was one of, you know, when he defected and he went to WCW, it was like an immediate switch. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. now these guys might be on the slope because generation. the Hulkamania brand and it was running right there with the WWF. Right, right. Yeah, you know, no, and I mean, right. You know, and I mean, think about it. Then, then Macho Man comes over and so does Slim Jim. And so now Slim Jim is paying that for Macho Man. That being big time. Yeah. When he oh, yeah. I mean, Slim Jim deal. Right. Yeah. You know, and so, um, you know, and I, but I think, you know, at the same time, this is one of those weird things because we talk about, you know, wrestling kayfabe, right? We want kayfabe, we want kayfabe, but we have these shows like The Miz and Mrs. and we have The Bellas and all this kind of stuff where we see Daniel Bryan in real life or Bryan Danielson or whatever, and we see The Miz in real life and it makes us appreciate them, but then it goes to the question like, okay, well, then what about the character, right? Like, you know, how hardcore are we like you know are we gonna take this as hey this is sports entertainment so this is a character they play or you know are we gonna treat it like in japan with you know new japan wrestling where no this guy is different though you know but no like you don't you don't read or hear a lot about japan you know what i mean right but i'm just what i'm saying like as 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 a, a mindset for us as we we want because sometimes you know that's that's the whole thing we hear complaints about people. Oh, they're blowing kayfabe. They're blowing kayfabe. Uh, they're blowing yeah, kayfabe. It's exaggerated, though, in a way. Let's be honest. I want to take a thing from what the vet says. And the vet says this all the time because it's true. A la carte, man. You just got to watch it for what it is. You just got to just mm-hmm. watch it for what it is. It's a la carte. You can't yeah. take it any other way. Like, you literally can't. Right, because so you're not going to be able to. If you do, to, you're going to piss yourself off, literally. Because you're you're not going to be able to connect with the person behind the character right. if you're only focused on the character, you know. And so I, I feel like some of these, uh, yeah. I look, Mike. I understand that these shows are scripted too. I get that, right? But they're based off somewhat reality. You know what I mean? Right. He's right, though. Right. You know, it's the idea. Well, right. In social professional wrestling. So those things we're getting from the reality right. show exactly. should be what's Same on thing. the television show. Right. On the right. Show. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Spot on. Right. It's true. Yeah. There you go. Well, gentlemen, um, I think that's been some really good discussion. I love talking the business of wrestling sometimes a lot more than I like talking wrestling. Absolutely. But it's way better. <laughs> let's uh, let's pay the bills here for the Hami Media Group and Channel Attitude. And let's talk a little SmackDown, which is why we're here. Uh, we so let's to, get this no. out of the way. And if we if we have time yeah. after, we can talk some other fun shit and rick you made the right move by the way (laughs) as soon as he found out he goes what why you got you guys doing rampage like dude if you listen to uncaged today we struggled big time bro yeah don't even get me started on that but anyway yeah yeah because i mean we can always talk about uh brian danson being on the disciplinary committee when it was supposed to what a what a little rat him and three other lawyers i know i'm not saying he's a rat but he was him and three lawyers apparently 
Why was real, he the only real, real quick? Wrestler? Real quick before we jump into SmackDown here on this, because uh, you know the chat's been talking about it. You mentioned that John with the Slim Jim deal with Macho Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, pretty interesting on this. Uh, I just picked. I heard this clip this past week. Bischoff was talking about that and what a what a great steal it was for WCW. It was the it sponsor. Was. The sponsorship he got from Slim Jim was the exact amount hmm. that he paid Randy for his contract. So essentially, he got Macho Man for free on that. For, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. He hey, Bischoff wow. has said that for years and like i've been listening to his podcast for a long time and he said that's the reason why they were able to get randy is because basically slim jim paid for randy's contract so he got randy for free i remember time vince was all the about it though and then all the free advertisement that slim jim got because they put all the ring stuff and everything like it was just it was a really good deal for them so yeah jim's halloween heavy coming yeah look look (laughs) You know, but why not do that? But late, uh, but gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk. Let's talk. Last night, SmackDown. Last night was the start of December. It was also the start of a new quote unquote era of SmackDown on December first. They were at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Their home away from home. Uh, on commentary was Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Kevin Patrick. Um, and we both know how I feel about Corey Graves and Kevin Patrick. They could both fuck right off. They're your um, Come on, dude. Huh? You love them. You love him. him. You love I Kevin especially. Him. He's your favorite by a mile. No, no. Like, look, when they brought in everybody else the last few weeks without Corey Graves, I was fine. And then Kevin was just whatever. But, like, <laughs> like my problem is Kevin still seems like he doesn't understand wrestling. Like, he does, He's it, a soccer commentator, dude. That's where they got him from, legitly. But Why? you've been doing this no on Raw and SmackDown for how long now? And you still you still sound like you don't understand wrestling at all like, does, I, I when know. you think about it when you actually pay attention to him he doesn't really talk wrestling honestly I know. like if you what i'm saying he really doesn't say anything about actual wrestling you're supposed to be the play-by-play the guy right. you're supposed to be the play-by-play guy but michael cole is there because yeah, and that's why he's there right because you can't do it and you've been how i don't know um because commentary he'll get, is he'll get to the chance. flick, John. Believe me, if he doesn't pick it up pretty soon, he's gone, man. Surely, he, look, he should have been gone a while ago to me personally, but I don't know. That's just me. I feel like commentary should enhance what you're watching. I don't feel like he does that, but that's just me. Rick, you've done commentary for shows and everything. How do you feel about you know this 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 crew? Well, let me, let me ask you guys because you're you got your finger on the pulse each and every week. Sometimes with SmackDown, you know, I'll just go get the clips uh, and filter through. If I happen to be, you know, working on a Friday night as I regularly do at the at the track, what what is the need? Do you guys know the mindset? Are they just trying to get some on some on air training for him? What is the need for the three man booth here? They they are difficult to pull off at times. There are different roles for each one, but it seems like they're doubling down. Um, having the middleman right there where Michael Cole can handle the responsibility of the play-by-play. And you need to remember, you're talking sometimes that there are different ways to put over the product. For myself, mm-hmm. I'm not, when I handle play, when I'm, when I'm supposed to be the play-by-play man, especially on the indies, I don't call chain wrestling. I don't call every move. I'm trying to talk about potential storylines. Exactly. Uh, I'll put over... You know, merchandise, 
Uh, one of the things I was really proud of that I started doing early is I'll refer to some people as their social media handles just to help grow their brands. But especially sure. on the indies, if you're watching that show, if you got your way to watch a replay on YouTube or something like that, you know every move. Now, that's not to say, you know, I'm, I'm calling big moments. Uh, if it's a signature spot or something like that. But to call the chain wrestling is just to me, to, is man. nonsense yeah. and boring. You, you tell in a lot of cases, people that are watching that might not know the background, know right. the yeah. character. So you're trying to help that connection. And that's you're what they also, need to you're all, well, But also on WWE, you there's a lot. And Michael Cole is so good at this. He doesn't get the credit for it. But he, ha- he, has, to, he has to wear so many hats. you got to put over those sponsors and those products that are paying big yeah. money to make that program happen. Yeah, and yeah, and I'm he does he it said well. That. Right, actually, because yeah. yeah. no one does give him the credit. A lot of people think he sucks. I actually think he doesn't. And yeah, like Rick I, said, he does wear a lot of hats, man. Mm-hmm. And he's in charge of the commentators' booth on all shows. If he feels that Kevin Patrick is not good enough, it's up to him if he stays or not, really. But I feel like I feel like you know they're trying to transition Michael Cole. And they're wanting Kevin Patrick to take that, but he's just not there. And that's that's the problem. Michael Cole, when it was him and Pat McAfee, like oh, that was awesome. Michael Cole was reinvigorated because Pat he McAfee was. was just such yeah. a nut, but it allowed Michael Cole to be himself because he's like Vince couldn't control Pat McAfee because Pat McAfee <laughs> could just say, Fuck this shit, I'm out. Like, I'm not he doing this. Give shit, man. Like, he, he did not give and yeah. then also, too, we all know the moment where it was WrestleMania and Michael Cole and, and Pat McAfee was wearing shorts, and Michael Cole gave him crap about it, and yeah. Pat McAfee told him basically f off. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I mean, I think what about that condom? Respect, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it, it gave you know, I think it it showed Michael Cole. Oh, I, he gave him respect for Pat McAfee because he's going to say what he thinks, and okay, and so we now gone back to that Michael Cole that they don't know. It's like, well, we want to transition you out. We want you to kind of. You know, which I don't understand why he's great at what he does, but we Look, do he's, need he's to been open doing it for a long time, though. He's John. been doing be it for honest, 25 you know I mean? plus years, you know. I get right, that, but exactly. you know, we want that next generation to come in, but you know, that's Kevin Patrick needs to be down in NXT, and I know they already have another British guy down there with, with Booker T, but like, what? No, 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 he's American, he's on busy. Amer- I don't know, I don't yeah. watch NXT, I don't, he was he's from been. NXT UK though originally, but he's American, okay, okay I don't know, but you know. And like I would have rather seen Booker T in this role with Corey Graves because at least Booker T again, I understand Corey wrestled, but to me Corey doesn't have the pedigree to comment on things that Booker T does. Yeah, the gravitas. I think he gets a bad rap too from everybody, man. I, I don't mind Corey Graves. I don't know why. I just think he's he's doing what he's meant to be doing, though. Really, you know. But he's but the hill me, commentator, the hill color guy. But that's the thing. He doesn't stick to that. Like, he's he's not consistent. Too. He's not consistent, whereas, like, with Booker T, with Pat McAfee, the, like, all these other things, there was a uniqueness about them. Corey feels like the creator wrestler heel guy, you know, like, he's trying to be Jerry Lawler, but he not. He's trying way too hard to be Jerry He's Lawler. trying really hard to be Jerry Lawler without being Jerry Lawler. Right. He doesn't no, have the charisma right. that Jerry Dollar, and so that's that's my Booker T's his own thing. That's why he works. You know, uh, every it's finding Booker your voice. T doesn't like getting told what to do though over the headset <laughs> all the time. Hence why he's on and off with the main roster and loves right. it in well, NXT because he runs his own wrestling company right, right here in Texas. You know, I mean, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's on TV and on Twitch and everything like that. So and the NXT wrestlers always make appearances on his promotion too. 
Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Like, it, and I know this is going into the weeds because commentary is not the problem with SmackDown. But right. it's, again, one of those things as we look at it where I feel that that could use an upgrade. Let Michael Cole cook. Let him continue to do his thing. We're not, I don't think we're ready for more somebody else. I'm, I'm fine with Michael Cole. No, they've being done it one too many times. But we'll yeah, look at Jimmy. What's the other guy? Jimmy something. What was his last name? The MMA guy. You know who I'm talking about from Raw. I know it's he was actually half decent, but didn't have a clue what he was talking about. Had the voice. Mm-hmm. Jimmy something. Fuck, I forgot his name. Someone in the chat, please tell me what his full name was. He was the raw guy and then got fired pretty much out of the blue. I can Twice. I can picture I can I can visualize him. I just can't think of what his actual the bald name guy. Was. He was a bald guy, right? And he, he was, was an bald, MMA right? guy, but had no clue about professional wrestling. Yeah. Although he improved as time went on, and then they just fired him. Literally, one week he was commentating on Raw, the next week he was gone. Jimmy Wang Yang, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Jimmy Wang Yang. He's wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, you know. One thing SmackDown is known for is recaps, and we're not going to do any of that shit. Um, we're skipping recaps, blah, 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 Survivor Series, War Game, da, 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 da. Um, CM Punk, all right? <laughs> yeah, all that. So, uh, Jimmy Bianca, Smith, thank you, Zane, by the way. <laughs> What's that? Thank you. Jimmy uh, Smith, that, that Jimmy was his Smith. name. Okay, Your man, that? Zane, thank you. Boy, boy that's he's even like got a forgettable name, you know? I know. <laughs> I knew his first name. I was saying his name's Jimmy. I forgot his last name though. The I know how common, right? Jimmy, Jimmy. Smith. You can't get can't get any more fucking like generic than that. Generic, right? Oh my god, that was so generic. Um, all right, so but we had Bianca make an appearance to do her promo, saying, "Hey, way to go, Becky and Charlotte and Shotzi, yay!" And hey, we beat Damage Control, <laughs> so but it's not that. over because I, I want to beat EO <laughs> for that music you know, for that title. Because yeah. you know, did you notice I'm, no one reacted to it, guys, at all? Yeah, this is bad. Like at all. Look, I I enjoy Bianca as walking to the ring, her performance in the ring. God, there's such a disconnect when she gets a microphone. She comes across as fake, man, now. I mm-hmm. feel I don't know what it is. She needs to be that NXT heel again where she was great. When she was in NXT as a heel, brilliant. I think she's due for a heel turn as she needs to because right now she's getting stale. I'm sick of her just freaking bouncing around with her hair and shit. Even the hair to me doesn't make sense. It looks great, but really, wouldn't it bother you? It's going to freaking... I know it would annoy me. You know what I mean? It's it's down by her freaking feet. You know what I mean? Like, what the hell? But yeah, she needs a change and needs a change ASAP because I've noticed the fans lately, for whatever reason, are just bored. Yeah. When it comes I mean, to Rick, you're not it. you're not watching the show regularly, so seeing this, from I, I keep up. I keep up with everything. I, I just, right. it, it's a matter of tuning in from that two hour block. Right. Uh, I mean, with with Bianca, you know, immediately what comes to mind, and if you could somehow somehow have a hybrid of of her and Jade, uh, with oh. that personality, that over the top celebrity mixed in with Bianca, who seemed to grasp the concept inside professional wrestling. We were talking about reality shows. I know that there's been rumors of her and and her dude uh, Montez maybe Montez. getting get, getting one of theirs. Um. It, I would like to see her true personality. Is she is she really forcing that, or is this who she is that we're seeing uh, when she gets a stick? 
you know, I, that's a good question. I mean, I could, I feel like this is her crate to 11, you know, like a little bit maybe. Uh, or maybe it's her not crate to 11. Maybe this is just her. And that's why it comes across flat because, you know, uh, she needs, there needs to be something more because it just feels so generic and boring when she comes across the mic. Um, and, uh, you know, Chris, Chris Winland says, Someone needs to exactly. cut the hair and get major heat to gain sympathy for Bianca. Um, what on. happened to like her? Like I like when they grab the hair and use it as a thing. What happened to her? Like whipping people with the hair? Like did she, did I did, did you see the she welts she was leaving on some wrists with that damn thing? Guess what? I think that's damage, dude. <laughs> well, still, like I mean, you've got it there. Use it. You know, I don't know, but you know. They're, like I, I think we all agree that something needs to be done. No, but I mean, she's the ultimate baby, and that's a major heel move, right? And, and I mean, T catchphrase is ultimate heel to me. You know what I mean? Is it? I'm the bestest. I'm the fucking. You know, I'm the, the sexiest. Like she mm -hmm. could say, I'm the sluttiest. I mean, I'm the fattest or skinniest. Sorry, but if you're gonna call yourself the EST, I can say everything. All right, I'm the chubbiest. I'm the sickest. I'm the illest. I mean, come on, man. Uh, no, honestly, though, think about it, John. Am I wrong? Tell me when I'm telling lies. Yeah. <laughs> come on, bro. Well, I mean, you don't. You you normally associate the EST with the positive thing, so that's why you're strongest, the fastest, the best. Right, but if you, you were know. a heel, you'll turn around and say, "Well, you're the shittest, the crappiest." Right. The you would call them. Yeah, you're no, also an EST because you're the right. shittiest. You're the, exactly. you're the fattest. Yeah. Why hasn't um, anyone done that yet? You know what I mean? Like, that's unbelievable in itself. Well, you know, it's wrestling. Uh, I mean, this is also remember, remember this is wrestling psychology. Sometimes it lacks. Like, okay, I've been, I was, I've been watching the sense. World Tag League. Right? You watch oh, House gosh. of Torture, and they have Dick to go in there, and they always punch somebody <laughs> in the dick. Why is nobody wearing a cup? Togo, bro. <laughs> Why is nobody wearing a cup when you wrestle House of Torture? That, that's a that's a great fucking question. Why? Like you would think after watching like dumb, three bro. matches, you'd be like, <laughs> "Nope, I'm wearing a cup because I don't want Dick to go. I don't want them to spread my legs like a wishbone and Dick to go coming off the top <laughs> like rope and hit me in the yeah. nuts again." Uh, oh, wrestling on, psychology, man. right? I mean, I, know, I don't that's, know. That, I hate that too, man. Uh, it's hey, it's not great. I don't mind I, sort of big women, Jerome, but not that big, bro. Come on. <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, and the the interesting thing that damage control comes out, uh, and then uh, to to mess with Bianca minus Bailey, we didn't have Bailey coming out. It was Dakota Kai with uh, the Kabuki Warriors, and Dakota Kai was translating for everybody. And Charlotte and Shotzi come out, and. Uh, you know, they had their talk, and of course, this ends up going to be our main event match of the night, um, even though it's not our main event of the night, which, uh, Jimmy, this is what, like four or five weeks in a row where the women have been either the main event match or close the show, yeah. I think. You know, no, that's true. has become the land of women, I guess, apparently. Uh, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I, what what that does, I don't know. I To me personally, I'm like, okay, cool. I guess, but like, yeah, I don't understand why. Why they? I feel like the SmackDown. Let's be real, man. As 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 strong as the women's division is in WWE all the way around. I'm talking about NXT, Raw, SmackDown. They're kind of struggling though with the women and what to do with them for the last say year. When you mm -hmm. think about it, other than Rhea Ripley, obviously, right? But everyone else is kind of uh, all over the place, in my opinion. 
And it's a shame because they've got such a strong female roster. But I don't know if they know what exactly to do right now. I mean, they're not going to take the title off Rhea anytime soon. There's no one credible enough to beat Rhea, except for maybe Nia Jax, who seems believable just by her pure size, right? So I think they've booked themselves in the corner with a lot of these women, man. I mean, it seemed like Tiffany Stratton was supposed to come up right now after the Becky Lynch feud, but that's not happening. So it's kind of interesting why they're struggling with how to book these women. A lot of the women are, are stuck in tag team kind of feuds. You know what I mean? I mean, that's this. that's been this tag team. This has been essentially a tag team for the last, what, month and a half? The damage control more, versus even more, yeah. dude. You yeah, know, I don't true. I don't know. Um, you know, this is it, it hasn't done anybody any favors, I feel like, in the long run. Um, we see after this whole segment that damage control was in the back and they bump into Bailey and they ask her where she was. Um no and said, No one told me. Um, um and if I would have been there, I'd have been different. Uh to go tells Bailey that Kari Sane has a match against Bianca tonight, and Bailey knows, and Kari could use her help, and Bailey tells him, Yeah, and damage controls step away with Bailey standing there. So we're still seeing the Bailey is the odd man out uh kind of storyline that has been developing. Jimmy and I have been talking about this for a while. We saw it at Survivor Series where Bailey, I think either I said I said either she's gonna take a bump for somebody or somebody is, she's going to put somebody in her way and it was the latter it was the first it was that um, that's exactly what happened <laughs> you know rick uh do you feel that this damage control thing um has done anything for anybody or if is or is the goal to turn bailey back babyface it has to well, real quick to jump in at the entire women's division, and Jimmy T, you're putting over, you're calling it good. I, I question that. I think at the on the top end, on paper, it is on paper, very good. I'm saying, right? On, right. No, just on the, even on paper, on the top end, it is very good. But when we Absolutely. go through the ranks, I don't think there is a lot of substance or a lot of depth there. Mm. So they're grouping people together to try to get them exposure, to get them on air for whatever that case might be. You know, we open up this show here, and I've regularly seen this and been asking myself this for, for a while. We get this brawl between the babies and the heels. Have any of these chicks ever been in or seen a real cat fight girls going at it because they absolutely have no clue what they're doing there is a different style in a just flat out brawl that girls are going to employ over what guys are going to do guys do the more the traditional square up you know you do the circle you measure each other maybe look for an opening for a shoot girls just flat out throw down they are coming at and, you and they they're, are and they're waving their hands they like are crazy well, it, 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 that's yeah, and it resembles more of a hockey fight. They're going to try to get your hair, try to <laughs> yeah. get your shirt up, and they Absolutely. throw those just bomb forearm mm. <laughs> haymakers. That is a <laughs> in the streets kick fight. That's what you get. I'm looking at this fight, this opening here on SmackDown, and maybe you guys can tell me this. You guys are way more worldly than I am. You, you pay more attention to the Japanese style. Uh, what is the appeal with this Carrie saying that she looks absolutely lost in the WWE style? She's looking for positioning. She stalls. She, she is waiting for certain times. I know what you're saying, she though. They should be I know what you're saying, right. Into a part but, here. And I think you regularly get that through the women's division here. They're not trying to be anything unique, be different. They're just trying to look like the guys, and it, it, it just comes off as a lesser version. It's less appealing, and that's why there's less interest. 
I, I would say, Rick, Perkari saying it's two things. One, the language barrier is probably a big thing. I would say, t- even though like she's wrestled in CMLL, How I know she's wrestled in America. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, I would say the bigger thing is people don't recognize the size difference of the WWE ring versus you know. I'm sure she looks ring. great in Japanese apartment wrestling. Yeah, it, it's probably <laughs> great. But apartment right, wrestling. Right. Yeah. No. Right now. Right now, she looks like a a pre-pubescent twelve-year-old oh, girl. Who ends up not even going through puberty till after college? (laughs) It's pathetic looking. I don't see the selling point there. Right, and I mean, I think think it goes back to the idea of we're trying to sell something different. With the bums right there, I like it. No, and I don't disagree. Then he's right. He's trying. We're trying to sell something. She's got a different look. She's the pirate. She's the pirate queen. Da 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 da. Uh, Everybody looks like that. She doesn't right now, John. At all. And I understand that, but. That's what worked, and that's what made her really great. And then you How watch good her. was she pre WWE now on her last run in Joshi Pro and, and oh, whatnot? I mean, she was she, she was, was awesome during that yeah, time, dude. But again, Vicious too. Again, you're you're it's it's smaller crowds. It's a smaller ring. You're able to do more with it with what what she has. And obviously, there's a comfort level over there that she doesn't have when she's in a WWE ring. Yeah, you know, and true. and that's the whole point. But it's like. Hey, we can't let this person who was associated with our brand, who is Japanese, go to what if AEW picks him up? Like to me, this felt like a well, hey, she never we, did it run this, so yeah, and that's what I'm saying because everybody remembered her from WWE, and let's let's keep her from Plus going. She left on good terms too. She pretty much right. said that one day she will return, but she just wanted some time at home. But and it's, he, it's she's again. You know, hey, we want to do something with Oscar. We want to do something with EO. So let's bring in Kari and yeah, let's just. This make is this lazy work. booking. They don't know what to do with it yet. So let's just pair mm-hmm. her up with all the other Japanese girls. That's all it is. And, That's typical WWE. That's Bruce Pritchard probably putting them together. To be fa- to be honest, but it's it's. I think I think it's it's a it's also a way to go. Hey, let's tell a story of where we isolate Bailey, right? Like and, Bailey and has screwed like over Oscar. Bailey has screwed over, you know, Kari Sane. So who says it wouldn't happen with EO Sky? Um, let's 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 turn the tables on Bailey, right? Bailey has screwed so many people lately. Let's do that and maybe turn her baby face because they feel she needs a refresh or something. I don't know. Um, I don't think she who- needs a refresh. I mean, what do you do with her as a baby face? Is she going to become the hugger again, though? I don't know. Look, Jimmy, uh, it goes to that question. Like, what are they, what were they going to do with Becky? And then she becomes this man character because of the Survivor Series where Nia Snacks punches uh, her in the face the and makes her bleed. I know she's not, but I'm just saying, like, what was Becky Lynch until that moment? Like, right? You know? Well, she can thank Nia Jax for, for making her. Let's be real. That's what I, I know just it was said. unintentional. I know. That's and I'm said. agreeing with you. I'm saying the same thing. It's That's all it was. She got lucky. But. Insane that right before that Nia Jax uh, punch, whatever it was, to her nose, and you know the t-shirts came out. If you remember, right before that, her and Cha Cha were feuding, and she was starting to get over even as a heel. Right before the Nia Jax thing, mm-hmm. but the Nia Jax punch is what got her right over the top. And then, the, and I mean, and then of course we saw that play out a couple weeks ago when Nia Jax said, "Hey, I remember when I broke your nose," and Becky says, I "Yeah, that. I remember when you got fired and I became the man." Um, you know, I mean, you know, I think that's what they're wanting with something like this, but it's just not going to become the same thing. 
what yeah. do we turn Bailey into? I don't know. That's that's kind of the thing. Is I know people are like, hey, let's turn her back babyface. Okay, but what are we gonna do? She's not gonna be the hugger. No, what, she's what not does because she she's too old to be that character now. If that makes sense. Well, and I mean, the, the style is just not there. She's yeah, just, she's not there. Just, her look is not even the the same. It just wouldn't yeah. go. She was a lot skinnier when she was the hugger, man. I mean, big time. I was looking at old pics earlier because I was saying to D, my significant other, that um, she's like she hasn't put on that much weight. I go bullshit. She's put on heaps of weight, and then I was showing you those pics, man. She's put on weight, and that's not a bad thing because I think she still looks great, right? But there's a huge, huge difference to that Bailey. Ever since she she done her knee, that's where she just caked it on, man. Literally caked yeah. it on. We'll see. Like I don't know, uh, but again, this is just hey, we need to get these people on the show. This is an easy way to do it, um, but it's not very good. But after this, we have Bobby Lashley versus Butch, um, and this stemmed from last week after the match uh, that Butch and Ridge had, oh, where Butch. Ridge walked out on him. Um, Butch was trying to talk. Bobby Lashley walks in and started talking to the interviewer. And Butch, like, hey, don't interrupt me, don't disrespect me. And he goes, Hey, maybe you need to make a name for yourself before you talk to me that way. And then, um, we see it play out. And <laughs> before the match, Bobby goes, Hey, I said make a name for yourself, but this isn't the way to do it because I'm going to break you. And I love that, uh, man. When you it was that. great, it was great. I enjoyed it. So, we have this match where Bobby Lashley and Oh, that's what he said. People, he's going to start to talk, and people start telling his name. He goes, "That's a name." I don't right? like that yeah. he did that though, because you you're not selling the heel job. No, I love that they cheered him because I love Bobby too, regardless. You know, like the old saying goes, "You cannot be a tweener, in my opinion, unless you're over." Right? You can't be a tweener. You can't be. If you're over, you can do whatever you want. You can be the heel. You can be the face. You can be a tweener because you're over. The fans are going to cheer you anyway, and he's kind of one of those guys. But the thing is, he's trying to be a heel, and he played up on it that he's popular. Like, he shouldn't do that, you know what I mean? Because poor Butch, man. I mean, Butch right now just seems like he's floundering, and he looked like he absolutely got a beating from Lashley in this match. I mean, seriously, dude. It was but that's Butch. Stiff. But that's, right. that's, well, that's, yeah, that's exactly. you know, that's his that's He's his there, W. Allen. He, he's WWE's W. Allen in a way, dude, with the way he takes some bumps. Yeah, you know, I mean, but Rick, what about you? What do you feel... Like, was this an interesting way for Butch to kind of step out? And they said this is his first singles match. So is this an interesting way to start off your first singles match in a match with Bobby Lashley? And, and do you feel Bobby, Jimmy said he didn't like that, uh, acknowledging the crowd. Do you feel like, or do you, did you like that aspect of, of Bobby and his character? I think when you look at what Lashley is doing now, he, he is – He's talking about his pedigree, his resume, that he is on that next level. So for even even playing the heel, inside of that, it's an ego thing. He knows it is, you're right. I was going to say that Acknowledge too. him. That's why he is playing to that there. This, the, the match itself, uh, not really much here. I, I, I did like that they let Butch show some fire. He got some stuff in there. I wasn't going to be completely surprised if he just got squashed here. But I, I like the bigger picture. They're being very forward with it to try to get some fans excited within the finding yourself, making your name, and slow burn towards the return of Pete Dunn. And once, once we make that trip with him and we go, mm. go through those trials and tribulations and he finally said, you know what? I've given I, – I rolled with these guys. I took on the little brother role. I took the nickname of Butch 
but it is time once again for Pete Dunn to shine. But, then you're going to have him over. You're going to have a pop, the nostalgia pop for those that that remember him. And hopefully in, in telling this story and the journey to get back to Pete Dunn, that the newer fans, those that weren't familiar with him, that didn't see his work overseas or see him in NXT, that they can get on that bandwagon and enjoy what we're seeing is, is I would say the evolution, but the, the re-evolution, the return of what he once was and what the fans love so much. But and my thing is, Rick, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Go, go for it, John. I like having the ultimate mountain there because no, it's, it, you start, yeah. if you start him with someone less, you're expecting him to have a better performance. Going out there and just getting put down and almost cut in two by that spear is ultimately is ultimately fine. Yeah, and, I, and I, say- I agree. I, that's where I agree with you, Rick. It's part of that story of breaking Butch, for lack of a better phrase. Yeah, to where I like, I like the term between- breaking Butch. Breaking, breaking Butch. butch. Yeah. There you go. Look, that is actually there a good go. one, John. That's you know, true. But, but, but the I thing think- is, what's the difference between Butch right now and Pete Dunne? There's no difference. Really, there isn't. That's what I don't like about it. What's the big deal of him becoming Pete Dunne when he's the same guy? Nothing's different about it. Uh, I think I think you could do an attitude. I think there's some subtleties in there. Yeah, yeah. The previous Butch, when before he started, now he's wrestling like he's Pete Dunne again, right? He is. He's got the same shit. He's wearing what Pete Dunne did, but before that, he was wearing you know the suspenders, the the slacks. That was Butch technically, right? He's been Pete Dunne essentially with Butch rebranding for the last few months now. True, but. You know, media advice is breaking Butch sounds like a lesbian porno, but we all know that the Rock can can turn yeah. a lesbian straight because Rock beats scissors. Yeah, yeah. yeah Season me this week, yeah, yeah. daddy ass. Dad but you know, I, I think I think this is again one. Well, it's re. It reminds people who Bobby Lashley is because, again, we've seen Bobby Lashley for weeks in a suit talking to B-Fab and everything like that. That's true. So it, it gives us a reminder that Bobby's a badass, but it also, like we said, it helps tell that story that Butch, um, even though he's in a singles route, maybe he needs to change the direction because he talked about it. I haven't seen Sheamus in months. I, I don't know what's going on what's with going, Ridge. It, yeah, yeah. What's happening, man? Like I've heard Ridge is in line for a push, whatever that means. Dirt sheets, yeah. not me. Just saying. Yeah, I don't, but I, I don't like, see it though. <laughs> I, I like that it wasn't like Ridge came in and interfered with this match. That you know Butch just got his ass handed to him, and maybe this is the direction they're going to go forward. He's just, I'm going to go. You go your route. I'm going to go mine. You know, we had our time. Cool, moving forward. And uh, that's what I want to do with this because that's this was just a fancy squash match. We we had that. Yeah, it was. Um, we had the backstage segment yeah. um, where. I, I, you know, oh, go ahead. Hold on a minute here. A lot of people are asking. A lot of people are you know going. A lot of people are you know asking here, and, and Mike Martin is bringing up some good points to this. But you know when you start with Lashley, it, it's what comes around goes around story. So once he sure. can redefine himself and he reestablishes Pete Dunn, he can go back there and revisit it and say, you know what, mm-hmm. I have been making my name, but I remember what you said that December first oh. on SmackDown. I, that if I was going to try to make my name against you, I'd be broken. Now I'm standing here to ready to do it again. So you can but have you that. Want, you can but, have that come around pay, pay off. But do yeah. you want that? Look at the size difference, though. It's not realistic for Butch or Pete if you Dunn tell the story properly, like it can work. Jimmy, think of how many oh, David Goliath stories have we seen that were so good, right? In oh, wrestling, absolutely. that was the whole point. Like 
a good, well done David and Goliath story can be a great story that you tell in the ring, right? But you have to but get. What's the-, the end game for Pete Dunne? If you're going to do a storyline like that, it's got to go somewhere, and I mean somewhere big. And if it's going to go nowhere, then it's pointless. I mean, you build him up to be a, a solid mid-card guy, you know, uh, maybe even a United States title holder or something along those lines. But because you're, not everybody's going to be a world champion, Jimmy. No, of course but, not. And he's not going to be a world champion. No, and, no way. But he's a solid – he's a very good hand to have on on, on your roster, and why not reward him? Um, Jerome Hall with a comment of the night. So. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Exactly. Size does not matter, spirit. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, but <laughs> come on. But I, I, I think sometimes we lose the fact that this is a story we're trying to tell no, with no, the true. with the match and everything along those lines, and this is a way to go about that. So uh, after this, we had uh, Nick Aldis, and he was talking. Paul Heyman comes in. This and was a he, great segment between the two of them. Yeah, he said, "I invited Randy Orton to SmackDown, and he intends to sign Randy Orton um, to an exclusive contract." And he says, does the tribal chief know about this? And I says, hey, you get countless memos about it that all the communication about Roman Reigns must go through Paul Heyman. And he tells Heyman to consider that as a communication. He wants to sign Randy Orton. And if he has to give up the entire bloodline to do it, so be it. And he asks Heyman, what will he do about that? Uh, Heyman tells Aldis, uh, anything it takes. And he walks away. Um, look, I love Nick Aldis in this GM role. He looks like a million dollars. And he's becoming more comfortable as the weeks go on. In the suits and everything. And I like having this imposing figure. Not that Adam Pearce wasn't imposing, but boy, when those two stand next to each other, Nick Aldis looks well put together, but you could see his size and everything behind him. Like, this is the kind of person that can stand up to Roman Reigns. And if Roman Reigns wants to talk shit, not only can he back it up with his authority, but he could back it up with... I'll slap you in the mouth too. Like, yeah. Because, I mean, Paul Heyman normally looks, you know, fairly decent, but when you put these two next to each other, Nick Aldis looked like, made Paul Heyman look like he shopped off the rack at like Nordstrom's <laughs> or something, or, or Dillard's. You know, he like, it, it, was, it was, it was, but Nick has really gotten his promo game to that next level, which one of the things that, I mean, I don't know if you've listened to Bruce Pritchard a long time ago. When he was in TNA with Nick Aldis and Nick Aldis didn't make the jump to WWE, that was one of the things uh, Bruce Pritchard said was he was weak in the promo department. And now I really feel like the reason why Nick Aldis is here is because of his promos. And, you know, that's why he's there. But, uh, Rick, what did you think about this segment with Nick Aldis and um, um, Paul? Uh, there was a lot of intrigue in the exchange. I agree with Mike Martin over in the chat. I thought the, the last point that should have been hammered home should have came from Aldis. Uh, he, he was kind of one up there by Heyman, but th- you are right in the intrigue. I want in, to speak more to why he should get the, the last big point in. You really want to He's hammer home. Well, you really want to hammer home that Aldis can is having his way with Heyman, exactly. who is yep. the voice of Roman Reigns and the bloodline, which adds to the intrigue when Roman reemerges and confronts Aldis and says, hey, 
hey, boy, it's a different story now. You, you were pushing around the wise man, but you, are you going to step to me, your tribal chief, your mm -hmm. champion, your top dog, the face of the company with that same attitude? And if you do, is there the possibility that he gets smacked down? No pun intended. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. You know, but I mean, his authority for sure more so. Well, yeah. you know, I, and I agree. Like, I, I like what Mike said that he should have gotten the last word, but I feel like he kind exactly, of did yeah. because it's like, you know, he says, What are you going to do about that? And Paul Heyman, the way he says, Well, anything I have to, it's like, it, it, it felt like that kind of like, Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Like, it felt like that kind of Paul <laughs> Heyman is almost mind. caught <laughs> off guard because he wasn't expecting, like, well, What are you going to do about it? You know, and then he's just like, Anything I have to. And it, he it was Roman, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and calls Roman, you know. So, uh, but I like I think it would have been stronger if Nick would have just said that and then it had been done. I agree with you, Rick. But it, it also felt like Paul had kind of a little bit of a well, anything I, I need to do. So I don't know. That was that was my personal take on it when I saw it when I first when I first read it. But now that I hear you, Rick, I, I feel like your point is probably a little bit stronger and probably the better take um from that segment overall but i like this segment i felt like it was really really good um to help move the story along uh so uh i, I have a feeling that Heyman probably had the reins no put it in again already was agenting that yeah. segment and intentionally oh, yeah. knew to make sure that he himself got that last word because you remember the last thing that happened there so right yeah yeah and uh and i mean and but also too i think this is that it, the other thing you could think of is this way. It's that, that sparring aspect of it. Nick is coming in. He's trying to be that authoritative, and Paul's trying to take it away. So how's that going to work? Because what we don't know is later on down the road, really, it's it pays off for Aldous in the long run more than it does for Paul. And so uh, – but it's that sparring partner who's like, well, I'm going to do this. Well, I'm going to do this. Who's really in charge? What's what's that aspect for? And it feels like okay, you got this one, but I'm gonna get the next one, kind of thing. We'll see. I I feel like that's where okay, he won this one, but down the road, all this goes. Yeah, I got this. Uh, I know what's in my back pocket for later down the road. Um, so after that, we have uh, Butch walking backstage. And Kayla asked him about last week, um, and um, he says he doesn't know and he doesn't care about Ridge walking out. Um, uh, right now he's on SmackDown. He's going to focus on him, and then Pretty Deadly interrupt him and tell him that you have to make your own path, even if that path, like his career, takes you to a dead end. Butch attacks them, uh, but they throw Butch into equipment. So uh, we're seeing the continual breaking uh, breaking of Butch at this point um, now with Pretty breaking Deadly. Butch, yeah. yeah, we're breaking Butch now um, <laughs> with uh, with this because Pretty Deadly and um, Brawling Brutes have been going at it for a while. Um, you know, I guess the question is, uh, look, I understand why Pretty Deadly did it because, what, for over a month and a half, we saw Brawling Brutes and, and uh, Pretty Deadly going at it uh, over and over and over again. And, um, you know, maybe. this isn't going to be the thing that brings Ridge back, I feel like. I feel like Ridge no, is going to do maybe his own Butch thing. becomes a yes boy. Um, you guys sort of that? Hey. They can no. all be like, yes, boy, to get like the Wiggles. They can do the Wiggles thing. 
literally uh, I, I don't, <laughs> can't no. you picture it i mean come on they'll be like yeah boy like the wiggles hey rick you can tell Jimmy to shut up yeah <laughs> I, I think you know this is just simple it's just simple it's the next step we're yeah. talking about you you went to the top of the mountain and you got crushed by it lastly this is just taking butch back to base camp Mm -hmm. uh, now, there's still some odds against him. It's two-on-one, but very believable and feasible and, and favorable for the fans to see him beat the shit eventually out of both of these guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think this is just that, you know, you know what they say, shit's rolling downhill, and this is just another bump of the shit rolling downhill. Um, <laughs> you know, um, really, I think that's what it is. Uh, so, uh, so then we have uh, – Backstage, we have Kathy uh, talks to Escobar about his match with Joaquin Wilde, and he tells her that Ray turned his back on him when he chose Carlito over him, and the other members of the LWO are still blinded by Ray. And then he says, "I'm gonna if he's gonna choose, I'm gonna break him too because um, Toro is still out, and he saw what happened when he interfered. So now I'm gonna do that to Joaquin Wilde. Um, you know, again, <laughs> Jimmy and I." I mean, personally, I've said this with Jimmy that I like this direction with Santos Escobar. This idea that you know, hey, Ray has been proven right. Like everything Santos has said is technically not wrong. He's spoken truth in everything that he said, and it's making him the bad guy. So uh, I, I like this direction. I like the way they're going with it because it's like I wanted this thing to be something, and Ray just abandoned me. Um, just like he did Dominic, just like, you know, all these kind of things. Um, and I feel like this is a really interesting take of the character. And I think I when Jimmy and I talked, I said, something's going to happen with Carlito coming in, and that's going to make Santos kind of break bad. And, and, and we're it, right, but just a little bit different. We weren't totally yeah, a little right. Bit right. That's what was going to happen, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt like uh, Carlito's, Carlito was going to have more of a say of, you know, being that behind-the-scenes person right. when this was just... And is he injured? Is this something going on? There's speculation that I don't know if you guys noticed, but does he seem to be walking funny? His cardio is very bad right now. I don't know if you guys have noticed that he's breathing very heavy when he's in the ring. And I think right now he's, I don't know if he's trying to work on his, I think he's too big for his size, believe it or not, too muscular for what he needs to do in the ring. And I think right now he's gone off to maybe lean out a little bit because it's a little odd with the Kalita deal and even with Santos right now you can't have ray and Kalita per se kayfabe being injured do you know what i mean it's a bit weird well you know carlito well i think i talked about this before and i forget with who um you know i said when he came back he looked like he was struggling you know physically yeah, do you, think you know he, do you think it could be a heart problem even i mean i don't know but rick did you get that feeling that he he was like from what you've seen from carlito that he was moving in a way that he looked hurt or looked yeah if you pay notice not 100 you, you'll notice that he's he's a bit off i i would if there was something major going on especially if you're mentioning like a heart murmur or something like that that medical team is gonna they, they would completely just remove him from the scenario and that's uh, exactly what's happened well, but no, he's still present. You know, they're still playing mm -hmm. towards it. You know, one of my biggest things is that I took away from this thing. And you're talking about, you know, he's telling the truth and all that. Where he where he falls into the heel category is he is doubting the, the mentorship, the wisdom of Ray too. Mysterio. And he is manipulating some of the facts or truths that, you know, that he's out there proclaiming. Right. 
But yeah, I have in my notes from last night, you know, is I can't remember another time, I, I definitely, you know, in recent in recent years where the heel is fighting such an incredible numbers game. I mean, there's still five, you know, you throw in Zelina, there's five members of the LWO versus the heel. Five, you know, it's so I, I would say with with the injuries and picking individuals off, it's to even those odd, you know, the heel taking them out. Mm-hmm. So it's not this constant numbers game against them. You we're so used to seeing, you know, the the baby trying to overcome the odds, not the other way around. Right. And this is what a heel would do. He'd be strategic and start taking people out to give him the advantage. Unlike a baby face, he'll just like fight fair to do everything. I mean, that's been the whole bit. Like, what is it? With Ray, he jumped him and then he hurt his knee. With Carlito, he jumped him when he wasn't looking and you know, hurt his shoulder. You know, he tried to do that with Dragon Lee last night after the match because shocker, he beat Joaquin Wild, um, DJZ, who with is not even bead. Hispanic. He's Filipino. He's Filipino, um, right? And he's wearing Asian. a baby bib when he was coming to the ring, John. What the hell, bro? Yeah, I don't know. I that was know. weird, man. The Filipinos <laughs> are the are the Hispanics of the the Asian culture, by the way. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm talking about Santos. Did you see what he was wearing, man? Yeah, no, that was yeah. <laughs> Rick's no, reaction made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, no, because I was actually talking about Santos, but he was no, I know, a baby bib, man. That's not what you wear, man. What the hell? Well, no, it's 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 essentially a shirt that he just completely <laughs> cut everything off. So just the front. Of, that I don't know, he wanted, he want, but days? he he he's wanting to show. How big he is, so he made himself look <laughs> bigger. But no, that's what he did. That that was the uh, whole aesthetic, you know. Right. And so, well, um, gave me baby vibes, bro. I'm not gonna lie. That's what I'm you know, straight away. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, uh, here and here and Todd Brantley brings up an interesting question. Comment King. Uh, that should change if they bring up Angel and Umberto to NXT, and maybe he joined. They join. That would make um, sense. I'd like you know, that. He joins. Uh, what should we call it? Uh, Santos to from the, the new Lincoln. Familia. You know, or the new legato, maybe. Or legato, yeah, yeah. You know, del but, fantasma. Yeah, del, del fantasma. So you know, I don't know, but I, I really feel like this is a, it's, a, it's a good storyline. It's something we haven't seen in a long time with a heel. One, a heel who's kind of taking, telling the truth from his perspective, and two, he's being strategic in how he goes about taking out the baby faces. So that he can have that numbers advantage, and really, you know? he's the one that kind of got screwed, right? When you think about it, due to Carlito's right. manipulation, and but see, I feel like the end game is still going to be Carlito and Santos Escobar somehow winding together here, and this was all a plot to take down Ray. Because my issue is, right, if you go by the normal, you know, black and white wrestling booking one hundred and one, you think that santos in the end is going to lose to rames and he gets you know his flowers for beating santos and everyone's happy do you know what i mean that's too easy though so i think it's going to go deeper somehow we're going to hear about carlito and uh escobar somehow manipulated the whole situation so they have you know their lwo eventually that, that's interesting Jimmy, because maybe that's why uh carlito's playing right, this entry exactly. game so they don't have to they don't have to physically assault one another exactly they're, they they're, haven't they're touched each of... other really right i mean when you think about it maybe they're maybe that's that's the the master plan inside you know they're, they're just destroying it from within like that yeah and, I'm uh, hoping and that's the case <laughs> or, or this is just the you know Santos views himself as like he says, I founded this. I, this is, I did this, and now I have to break it because you know 
it's not what I what I wanted it to be. This is not what I I expected or what I had. Yeah. And so it's up to me to break it. And he said to snap them out of this worship of Rey Mysterio and how he abandoned me and everything along those lines. They're going to continue to be blinded by him and his his legendary status. Then I must break him. You know, I mean, it's 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 and he's the one because I made this, so I'm the one who's going to have to break it. So it's a very almost, you know, like a movie-esque villain type of character, which we haven't seen in a very long time in WWE, which is, I think, refreshing and quite enjoyable to watch. I've, I've really enjoyed these segments with Santos Escobar and him, you know, becoming the bad guy because of what he's done. Uh, very well done. The match was the match. I, I don't feel like it, but the yeah. match was just something to continue the story. And then to see now Dragon Lee's involved, who's technically not an LWO member, and I'm sure Ray will make a phone call from his bed. And, <laughs> and, and they'll zoom in with Carlito, who's in his bed, and they'll have a Zoom meeting and saying he's part of LWO. He's going to be that. the, since they're both hurt, he's going to be the uh, uh, the field general, you know, Dragon Lee will. Um, I don't know, you know, but God, I think it'll be if good. If they did that, though, Jesus Christ. You know, well, I mean, it, 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 is, it is what it is. Because, I mean, at this point, how is Dragon Lee, if he continues to interfere, not a part of the LW? How does this not become a thing? Right. You know, and what's his problem? Santos is not even worried about him when you think about it, right? He's not even really uh, mentioning him. Even though well, they he, wrestled, he got trounced. He got buried, pretty much. Not buried. I'm, I'm being sort of, uh, you know. he, But he lost the glorified squash match in the way, right? At Survivor Series, when you think about it. That's the first time Dragon Lee's lost like that so, on mm. the main roster. Which is kind of surprising, but I like. Look, they see something in Santos. He does have something. Unfortunately, his size might play a factor in the future. But out of all the Mexican wrestlers that are from Mexico, he speaks the best English by a long shot. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, well, Santos, and that's what they wanted. They wanted yeah. a Mexican wrestler from Mexico that can actually speak English, and here yeah. you, we've got him with Santos. So to to engage with the audience here in the states, right. so. He was he was what they want they he was what they wanted for Andrade, and they wanted that for Andrade, but Andrade couldn't do it, and so you know. My but, mask. Yeah, that's all you but, can say, man. But so we had a, an interesting Nick. All of just couple of segments here where after the match we cut backstage and he's on the phone, and then in comes Logan Paul and they shake hands and Nick. Aldous takes off, and then after the commercial break, we have more Nick Aldous as he's in his office, and Adam Pierce walks in and goes, Tell me you didn't try to sign Randy Orton. <laughs> a raw legend right under my nose. Uh, this was not necessarily... How did he get the inside info, John? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, and showing up on Raw. I mean, oh, I mean on SmackDown. Oh, my God. Uh, like, look, you had the Paul Heyman Nick Aldous segment, and then you had this segment, and there was a stark difference between these two segments right now like adam pierce felt very over the top and yeah almost know, huge. Very, yeah a little bit um and you know uh i don't know this was just weird and it then we cut weird. back to logan paul and he comes out with the united states championship and he has a promo and um and he wants to face challengers and he wants, and he, he was like, I would give Ray his rematch, but I can't give him the rematch because he's hurt. 
So we're going to have a tournament. Everybody's favorite thing right now. I couldn't believe it, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> Why? I know. After Why, we get man? on tournaments forever. Come um, on, man. We already get it 10 million times every second week with AEW. We don't need this to be bleeding over. Well, look. God. You know, how do you determine who's next for this? So they said, let's have a tournament. And we're going to have Santos Escobar, Dragon Lee, Karrion Cross. Who? Uh, yeah. An NXT superstar. We don't know which one, which we know. Axiom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bobby Lashley, Grayson Waller, Austin Theory, and of course, Kevin <laughs> Owens. Austin Theory. Yeah. And, yeah uh, it's a weird group, uh, dude. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very eclectic group, to say the least. And then he says, whoever's going to... Whoever wins the tournament is going to have a nightmare trying to take the belt away from him. Um, and then Kevin Owens comes out, grabs the microphone, and they do all their thing. Um, uh, and they, this was an interesting segment. And then at one point, um, Logan uh, and Kevin are going back and forth about their thing. And then um, uh, once, once Grayson Walla. And Austin Theory came in, in into the ring. I was kind of like, uh, okay, fine. At least we got Kevin Owens punching Austin Theory in the face again uh, and dropping him with one shot, which I love. I'm, I'm I'm very on board with that. I think it's a running a good running bit. Keep that bit going. I'm down for it 100%. But uh, this was too long of a segment. I really, I mean, to lead up well, to the fact too. that we're 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 gonna have a Kevin Owens grayson waller match um this felt way too long uh rick what did you feel was this too long of a segment just right for what they needed or or i mean we had to have logan paul on the show i guess because we needed the ratings but um what do you think about the segment well we break down exactly what this is absolutely segment ran a, a little too long Cut this thing maybe 75 in half, whatever the case might be. It, it really would have been a home run there. Even with Paul on commentary, he had some great mm -hmm. zingers there, but he kept going to the fat-ass well too many times there. You know, the first yeah. few, kind of funny pop, but he had to keep playing that up. The tournament itself, here's what that screams. We don't have Logan Paul locked into enough dates on because we don't have another premium live until the Rumble. That's nine, eight weeks mm -hmm. away. We need something to fill airtime to build towards his match at that PLE. So immediately, you've already given us away what we kind of want. The intrigue is with Kevin Owens. All we're going to get is fluffer tournament matches. When we've got some big names that could be used elsewhere that are being included in this thing. Yay, lowest common denominator booking, going with the tournament to get an eventual payoff that it has exactly. some intrigue with That's Kevin Owens and, and Paul, but in a roundabout way, by the time we get there, you're yeah. going to kill all the interest in it. Yeah. And that's the problem because AEW does it not because we, they need to get somewhere like Logan Paul here, like you said, who's probably hasn't signed up for enough dates. So they're trying to go the roundabout way of getting there and by time. Whereas AEW does it the opposite. They don't even know what they're doing, they're just doing it. Because they don't know how to move forward. Do you know what I mean? That's the, the in, difference. In, in WWE, they're using this tournament as a time filler. They have got exactly. to fill airtime with some on. intrigue. Right. That's why they're using theirs. The opposite is at AEW. Tony Khan firmly <laughs> believes that's what people want to tune in for is the movesets and in the screaming at me. They're investing in all these tournaments. 
Yeah. Every week we're all screaming about tournaments. I'm not lying. We are because we've had enough. No mm -hmm. more tournaments, please. But here's no the problem. Nothing. You, you say you don't have, you don't have anybody available. What the hell is Bobby Lashley? You know, I know that's what? another issue. John's right on that one. You know, like why why are we not having Bobby Lashley say, you know what, Logan, I'm glad you have that title, but it's time to make that title great again with he me. He should run through the whole freaking competition right now, John. You're spot like, he on. shouldn't even have to. He <laughs> should be next man up and making Logan Paul defend that on a SmackDown like in four weeks' time. I have a mini like pay per view SmackDown kind of event before we get to the Rumble, and you know, along those lines to go, hey. This is who you're fighting. This is yep. the man. You know, you talk about being a prize fighter. Well, I was a prize fighter. I fought in MMA. I was undefeated. You fought chumps for a real life. I was a professional. <laughs> Let's have this match. Let's go. I'm going to show you what a real that. fighter's about. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have Bobby Lashley right there. I know, and the right itself. Not? You don't even yeah. have to think hard for Bobby Lashley. Literally, it's Lashley. It writes itself. I mean, I don't know what's going on with that, John. Why have they done this to him the last few months? Really, when you think about it, it's strange, dude. And, and you just go back on Logan Paul. Logan Paul has fought the yep. MMA guys. He's he's boxing. Yeah. You know, he's boxed all these various people. He goes, okay, well, you've never wrestled me, and I have done all those things and more. Yep. And I'm undefeated in professional fighting, and I'm you know I've held that belt and I've made it what it is. Let's go, like. You know, you like challenges? Here's a challenge right here. We don't need a goddamn tournament to do it. We have Bobby Lashley who could do that right there. And I don't understand it. Um, Neither do I, man. But, I... you know, I, I, I look, you, you had to sell this in some way, shape, or form. Uh, having Grayson Waller and Austin Theory come out did not do anything for this. I, I will say this, though. Back half of it gone. The match wasn't as bad as you think, and I'll tell you why. There's one thing that stood out for me was the fact was Kevin Owens selling the whole way through, even after he won the match. He put Waller over in this match. Believe me when I tell you that. It made Waller look a lot better, even though he lost, than uh, him winning because Owens got the lucky win, to be fair, right? It was out of nowhere, pun intended. It was a roll and up, yeah. Right, and since when does the babyface do that to someone like a heel type of Walt for Waller? You know what I mean? I think they see a lot in Waller. I don't know why, but they just do. I think they do. He's a good talker. He's got that cockiness about him. But also, did you notice he was working the body part on Owens the whole match? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As a freaking wrestler that understands psychology, psychology, she'll do. And Owens was selling for him all the way through, even when he done the senton off the top rope. He had his arm like in as he done the senton. And I thought, you know what? Good on you, man. Because there's not many people that sell like that anymore or even attack the limbs and concentrate on the limb. You know what I mean? That's rare these days. Yeah. And these guys actually did that. So I'll just, I'll say that. That was positive. And, and that's, but that's something like Butch does. That's something European wrestlers do. Um, and so, which is what's not something American wrestlers we see normally is that body part focus and isolation. But why? That that's weird in itself. Because, it's... because as Americans, we want to see the giant suplex off the top rope and a falcon arrow into a da 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 da. Like, I mean, like, that's <laughs> exciting. Canadian. It's not exciting to watch a guy kick a guy in the like, think about MMA it used matches. to be exciting, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, think about MMA matches where you just. Guys, he kicks, he kicks, and then finally he can't stand anymore. And, you know, 
he's he's not a ground pounder. So then the guy gets him and and he chokes him out, or they right, wrestle right. on the ground till it goes out. I mean, it's not exciting, but it's a win. It's it's a strategy, you know, right. that you go for it. So uh, I I really feel like like the match was fine. I did not have a problem with the match. It was a lead up to the match that like it made it made it feel like this match was going to be a big deal because I know we were announcing the eight man tournament and all that fun stuff. But there was a whole bunch of stuff that led into this for a match that was just a match. Like it wasn't. Right. This didn't even. This didn't even affect the tournament. This was not a tournament match. Yeah. This was just. Hey, we've been having Kevin Owens and Austin Theory and Grayson Waller wrestle for the last three weeks. Let's just keep it going. We've had this giant promo. They're going to be in this eight man tournament, but this isn't and a tournament why? match. Yeah, right. we're going to wrestle. Exactly. This isn't How a tournament they come match. Up? I don't know. But why those that particular group of wrestlers? WWE's not known to just I mean, they can be lazy, don't be wrong. But usually right. this they do something to have that group of wrestlers in this tournament. They didn't do anything. They just announced them. They didn't tell you why. It was just here you are, bang. But Rick right. is right. We know why they're doing it. Yeah. So uh you know, it, 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 we've we've gone there, then we have uh oh uh, we're not talking about CM Punk in his promo um, on Raw. Hey, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. Okay, cool. Uh, which has now been memefied across the internet. Cool. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah. That's the only time I saw that promo is that I said, "Oh, because that was the white shirt he was wearing on Raw." So that's what he said on Raw. So I got. I really hate to interrupt terrible timing, but your uh, return box just came. Okay. Just so you know. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> If you need to go and get it, John, go for Nah, it. it's good. It's good. Um, we're almost done because I got to get out of here soon anyway. Um, okay, so after that, we had uh, we see damage control backstage before their match. And uh, Dakota asked Bailey if she's cool. And she says she is because they want Taylor, Bailey to stay backstage uh, when they go out for this match. Which, again, interesting story. Interesting idea of, okay, what are we doing with Bailey? Continuing that intrigue of what's going on. Um, I do like the intrigue part of Bailey being the odd person out, being asked to stay back, being kind of left out in the cold. Um, She's edge of of judgment day. So the judgment day angle with edge all over again in many ways too, though. I know you said that every week, but still, it's a fun <laughs> angle. It's a fun thing to do. This, it, this, this is a way to change the group without breaking up the group, right? Like, but do you think they will stay as damage control though, John? That's the thing. I don't know. Who cares? It, it's it's different. It's Japanese control after that. I mean, think about like it. Judgment Day was going to be some mystical thing, and because they got rid of Edge, right. it, 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 they've become who yeah. they are. And I feel like that's a, a change for the better in the long it run. Did. So at first, maybe... it lost its edge, pun intended. Yeah. yeah, but they recovered big time. Absolutely. But and, and maybe, stuck with it. That's why. But and maybe damage control needs to make a change, and this is it. And. Maybe they say damage control, but changing that persona. Are you saying they need to be doing damage control right now, John? No, literally? I, that's not exactly what I said <laughs> at all. It's not exactly what I said at all. So we have this match where it's Bianca Belair with Charlotte and Shotzi on her side versus Kari Sane with everybody else on their side. Uh, again, man, like for a main event match for the night, this is this is our last match of the night. It's not our end of the night, but it's our match of the night. Like none of these matches wowed me this tonight. Like this no, was it's been like that for the last few weeks, to be fair, John. You know, Maybe this was weird, dude. Yeah, but for a main event match, for something that you want to be the last bit of wrestling on your show, you want it to be good. 
I felt like this was way under par of what what was expected. Um, it, it didn't it didn't do a lot for me. I felt like it was it was kind of maintaining the status quo of what we had from you know the pay per view and everything along those lines. The only thing that happened is that Bailey comes out to help, but still loses in the but uh, Kari still loses in the process. You know, like. Okay, like so then like so Bailey didn't listen. She comes out to help. Kari, you know, high fives her, yay, and then Bianca still wins in the end. Like Yeah. Okay, fun. Then okay. So are they gonna get mad at Bailey for coming out because she didn't listen and she stayed in the back? Probably. You know, like I, I don't know. Like maybe they're doing it on purpose. They're losing on purpose just to get Bailey up for you know. I'm, I'm I don't thinking know. too deep, really. It's I don't know. Not the Rick, case. If Rick, am I, I am saying. I overthinking this? Rick, it, it, was this better it than I'm thinking, are. or or what? Just help me figure this no, out. I, I, you know, going back to what I was talking about earlier, uh, the top end of the WWE Women's Division is is very good, uh, but this is a perfect example of too many parts in motion that aren't up to par right with to their style. Uh, just a lot of sloppy spots, people looking for positioning, things not clicking well, and it's not translating to quality television. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I cool. mean, look, uh, retro bro, you need to, you need to, you need to chill. Send him in the sin bin, bro. Look, send him, retro. bin him right now. That's it. You're out. Okay. You got a yellow card before retro. I think you, you, you're this close to getting the red card. Give yeah. him the red, John. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, we're all, Give we're all out of here. I can't oh, because no, he's good. on a guest destination. Only your what? guests can delete the comment. I guess he's on yours, Jimmy. Oh, uh, so you what? can ban him. I can't ban uh, him. Then he's gonna come back. Mm. You can <laughs> super. But you know, uh, I, I like. I don't disagree with you. Like, I did like the fact that we did see last night the ref go, "Hey, you and you, y'all are out of here." We, I, I love when the ref kicks people out of the match like i always enjoy that i feel like that's great it means the ref is doing his job and we're not going to get something stupid but then we end up getting something stupid anyway but i don't know why but it, it harkens back to when an umpire throws out a manager or a player in baseball i just love it for some reason i guess because i'm a chaos monkey at sometimes um especially when it's like you know which which people don't understand like if the moment the moment if you're a batter or a pitcher, or a catcher, the moment you say something about balls and strikes to an umpire, you're gone. There's no, you don't oh, really? even have to say, yeah, you don't even have to say, like, you're a fucking idiot or any, like, you could say, <laughs> that was a strike. That's all you have to say, and you're fucking gone, right? Like, you're gone in baseball. Like, that's, them's the rules. You cannot wow. argue balls and strikes. That's the sucks, moment you said, bro. that sucks, that's a strike, uh, you're gone. And that's the power of the head. Like, People forget that refs have power. And so seeing that makes the ref remind the reminder that the ref is an authority figure in the ring. And I like that. Now, are there some funny things you could do as a catcher that I did when I was a catcher um, to kind of call out the umpire? Yes, without getting run. Um, uh, you know, you could do that. And one of the things a friend of mine sent me that a kid did, um, he goes, oh, hey, is your phone on? <laughs> Does the umpire? Hey, is your phone on? He goes, uh, yeah. Why? He goes, because you missed that call, buddy. Uh, 
like, oh my God, yes. Like, I love it. But um, Don Stevens doesn't forget. I know, that's also better. I never. <laughs> you know, but I like that aspect of it. Um, I liked the kicking out. I liked some of the, but there was not enough in here to make me go, this was a good match. This was, a, they, I think there was, the highlights were some of those things, but there wasn't enough to make this a worthwhile match to end the night. Um, and that's, the, I agree with that at the end. So uh, let's get to this last part where we have a commercial break where, uh, and come back, um, Nick Aldis and Adam Pierce are standing in the ring um, as Aldis, Aldis introduces Randy Orton to SmackDown and his music hits and everybody's chanting Randy. And like, it was really weird. Like, it felt like Aldis and and uh, Pierce were like, like kind of shoving each other to give Randy the, the, the contract and be like, hey, hey, hey. This had, this had Bruce Prechild original library again, dude. It was. It's a good stall too, man. It's just you guys huge. just fawning over each other. Um, uh, and say, you know, Pierce is saying, "Hey, hey, if you sign with me, I'll get a match against the winner. You'll get a match against the winner of Seth Rollins, Jay Uso for the championship." And and then all this goes, "Hey, if you sign with me, I can give you the guys who took you out." And then Paul Heyman comes out with his ladies and gentlemen. My name is Paul <laughs> Heyman. And uh, uh, does his thing, and he insults, of course, Brooklyn and whatever you things are that live in Brooklyn. Um, look, Mike, I don't disagree with you. Randy looks like a bajillion dollars right now. Like, well, if absolutely. you had told me that guy's in his 40s, I would have said bullshit. Like, that guy is That's jacked. crazy, right? Yeah, like, he's jacked. What is he 44, I think, now? 43, 44? Uh, uh, yeah, he's about my age. Uh, Orton. Uh, let me see. Just for shits and giggles, real quick, because uh, you know I hate that. He's forty three. He'll he'll be forty four April first of his, April Fool's Day of this year. <laughs> April Fool's Day is that his birthday? That's his birthday. Wow. Is April Fool's Day. Um, you imagine going to the wife back then to Mrs. Orton saying, "Oh, sorry, the other way around." Going to Cowboy Bob Orton. I'm pregnant on April Fool's Day. <laughs> no, that's when he was born. You dingus. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm. Oh, yeah. True. Fuck. <laughs> That's on me. Oh, Lord, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, no. Jimmy, that do you know bad. how babies work? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jimmy. I'll, I'll take that one. That was, but dude, I've been, I've done shows galore today. Give me a break. I haven't bloody nope. slept yet, man. No. Look at me. No. So, oh, uh, God, that was and, bad. And so we have Haven come in and he talks about uh, how there will be no decision for Randy because the bloodline is going to make it for him. And uh, out comes Solo and Jimmy, and they do all their thing. And they, they, you know, Randy starts to get the upper hand, and then they, the numbers just overwhelm. And then LA Knight comes out to make a uh, uh, make it balanced. And then Paul Heyman sees that Orton has both contracts. He's like, "Oh, go to Raw. It's safe on Raw. It's it's safe Raw." And then of course we all know that that means Randy's going to sign with SmackDown. And uh, he does. Oh my and, god! <laughs> and ends the night that way. Um, SmackDown needed someone because Ross, out of nowhere, was getting very top heavy suddenly with Punk returning and whatnot. I felt like SmackDown without Reigns being around regular, pretty much. I mean, Reigns is on holidays all the time. They needed someone big on the SmackDown end of things because I don't know what it is the last few weeks, but the energy is missing. It's not that the shows have been really, really bad, bad, 
but there's some sort of energy missing from the show and i feel like raw he's suddenly get a he's gaining a little bit of momentum in every sense too but well, um, it's, i think it's, it's done simple. on purpose by design though because of the tv rights it's it's very simple what's been missing on smackdown the last couple of weeks is they their their top champ roman is and I'm, I'm not one of those people that believes he needs to be there every week I, i'm not harping that but no, no, he no. isn't there regularly no, you put your second tier title the u.s championship on another person that's not going to be making regular appearances you're going to get those sporadic throughout so they what did they do they had to go rely on the, the women's division damage control, and they just made a complete cluster. Out. That's what's been right. misfiring for SmackDown these Big last time. few weeks. They absolutely needed the star power. It, it was right to move Randy over there. Yes, he looks absolutely. like a million bucks. He's on that, that part-time deal right now, right, where he's not go, undergoing mm-hmm. the full testing. So he's got those special supplements working for him. <laughs> He's and on the he cycle right now. Amazing. <laughs> Guy looks like a true superstar. I mean, he absolutely. demands your attention. That's what – that's what they need on SmackDown right now. Uh, to, to kick this thing off, and even the segment earlier between the GMs, I absolutely not the execution that we saw, but I love the idea, the concept of that to have the two brands in a competition like that for these hot free agents. Screw the, the, you know, the years. Screw the the cheesy draft where you know they switch people in and out. I'd love to see when deals come up. As we were talking about how the stories and the connections and the emotion in in football and just professional in sports, sports right, the offseason, yep. how excited do we get when we look at free agents, the trades, and who's that, getting the deals right. and things like that? We got a little sample of that inside the WWE universe. I would have liked to see them play that out a little bit more over the course of these nine weeks leading towards the Rumble. What side's he going to go to? You're looking at the GMs trying to woo the hottest free agent name in professional wrestling, in Randy Orton, if Punk is delivered already to Raw. I would have been more interested in that, but they they did make a right call here with Randy, uh, you know, firmly now that we know he's going to be with the the blue brand. Yeah. Uh, And, I mean, I think think this is the logical choice because it continues to allow that we have somebody with star power that we can watch on a weekly basis um, who has a vested interest in SmackDown because of, you know, the bloodline being there and wanting to take out Solo, wanting to take out uh, Jimmy. We saw, I think, was it on Raw this week? They, Him and Jay said, hey, man, I'm sorry about what I did. He was like, if you're out, you're out. We cool. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, you do your thing, I'll do mine. And so I, I felt like that was the setup for him to be here on SmackDown with that purpose, you know. Right. Uh, you know, he, his, his ultimate purpose was to go after them. Um, he, he remembers what happened, and he's out for vengeance. But he doesn't blame Jay, though, because, in other words, he was brainwashed. He can understand. like, yeah, And he says, I saw what you've been doing the, right. these last few months. I saw that like, Cody brought you in. You know, all of it. So that set everything up for tonight. To, to like, Let's be honest. This was like the least dispensable decision that was ever going to be made because we kind of set it up it on obvious. Monday. Right. It, yep. it was super obvious and and everything along those lines. And then when it was even more obvious when Paul Heyman came out and said, we're going to make that choice for you. You know, it's going to be safe on Raw. Don't come here. Um, you know, 
so I don't know. Like, but I, I feel like this is definitely the energy. Well, now it feels like in the arenas we have the energy because of Randy Orton and the noise and the sound that you know when everybody that song hits, everybody goes just absolutely nuts. The Man, RKO being out of nowhere, Survivor Series, dude, really. But I mean, they it went bananas last night. Punk level, yeah, yeah. They they was, did. They went bananas last night, and that's what SmackDown needed um, for for this moment to. You know, to make this two-hour show, which is going to be making its transition next year to USA, um, whenever I don't think has USA Rick. Do you know, have have they said when they're going to put SmackDown? Uh, it was it's, it it's almost year? like a year. It it, yeah, it it's in twenty twenty four, but it's like towards like the fourth quarter of the year. So I mean, it's it's quite a while, like October or something like that. Will it be like a Friday though? Will they do? Will they keep it on Fridays? Will they have they said if they're going to move it? No one knows. No, it hasn't been made official. I think everyone's just assuming, you know, roll with the okay. Friday time slot, but it, nothing's set in stone. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, <laughs> Mike, Mike Martin, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is? You get Orton not seeing Punk, but well, I mean, they, advertise, they advertise Punk's going to be on SmackDown next week. Next week, Live. right? Oh, what? I missed yeah. that. When? Really? Yeah, uh, yeah. They said it multiple times on the show last night. Um, Are you sure it? they went hyping up to the? Because the way they lettered that shit, it looked like you're going to see Punk last night on SmackDown, mm-hmm. but really they're just showing the Next raw week. thing and whatnot. You'll really? be there live. I'm yeah. and, and John, yeah. I know, John, I know you're real quick up there. So I just a closing thought uh, from my end on the show here. Uh, we're talking next week. One of the, you know, I was really disappointed to see the hype and what they're putting in for the tribute to the troops, which, you know, if, if you're mm. looking for these specialty shows to, to really set some things off and spike some ratings, you know, they just said, hey, we're just going to, they, they, they announced a handful of matches that you could see each and every week. We're going to get another uh, variation of what they, we, that cluster they got going on with the women. We've got this stupid mm. tournament. I mean, you got Bobby Lashley in cross. So why aren't we doing something to acknowledge Bobby Lashley as, as the soldier, as the veteran? What he's Montez done. Ford. Um, yeah, Montez Ford something, as well. Yeah. And I understand they're the heels here, but take a moment to acknowledge that. Line up some special guests. Let us know they're going to be making appearances because not only mm-hmm. do they, they love pro wrestling, they love the WWE, but they love America. They love the truth. Why aren't we making this a bigger deal than it is for a special attraction next year? Especially when you really don't have a lot going on. You've got some, yeah. some lower-end bowl games. Nothing of great competition for you. Really disappointed. Again, that WWE didn't step up to the plate with something special here. Yeah, and I mean, to me, uh, the the tribute of the for the troops was always a show I looked forward to, and I would try to find like whether like when I was younger, I would try to find it on VHS because there was something special about it. it you know, especially when they did it at bases or different things along those lines. But then later on, but lately, it's just it's felt like mailed in and less than. You know, when it should be a really big thing, like you said, something special, something unique. And we're not getting that anymore. We're not, you know, uh, we're not getting that connection to the troops. I mean, hell, you've got people on the roster who have been soldiers. Why are we not highlighting them? Like you said, I think, you know, great call, Rick, on that. I feel like, you know, if we're going to go do something, do something like that. Now, why are we not doing it near Veterans Day in November? I don't know. Like, to me, um, I, I'm, know, okay that, with, that, I'm okay with the time of year because it's, it's usually when you see a lull in – in viewership mm-hmm. people got other things going on it is the holidays it is a giving back kind of time of year i'm okay with that but like you said now they're just 
oh yeah, patting themselves on the back because we do this show called Tribute to the Troops, but it has lost. And I understand they can't go overseas like they used to. I, I get that there, mm-hmm. but at least go out of your way to make this something unique, something special. As you said, John, it was used to be a highlight of, of the schedule, the, the you know, a special program with the weekly TV. Now it's just become, it, it's almost laughable and insulting. You, you mm-hmm. just almost wish it would go away if they're not going to put any effort into it. Right. Yeah. Hell, I mean, I'm not, you don't even want to go overseas. Go to like, go to a base, you know, have a show on a base somewhere for troops. Like that whole point of tributes for the troops is this for the troops. Go somewhere for the troops and then tape that show and then, you know, edit it together like they used to with the old tapes and everything right. like that. You know, they haven't go, done that in over 10 years, John, when you think about it, right? I know. You know, and I mean, just, just do something like that. Make it, make it, you know, not because because we all know what's going to happen. It's either going to be, hey, we're going to throw this into a SmackDown, or we're gonna we're gonna film this after a SmackDown, so half the crowd is gone because right. be you know right. they're wore out from the SmackDown. You know, uh, what does that do? That does nothing. Well, I guess at least big I guess at least they're including it on SmackDown. Yeah. At least they're including it on SmackDown because the last couple of years they were just were airing it like arbitrarily, like on a two, on a Saturday at two o'clock that no one had any idea. Yeah. What? Yeah. Really? Two o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was just it was just random programming that whenever your station could air it, that's when they aired it. Like, I don't think it was even national. I think because like, well, no, I think last year was no, like no. Yeah, it was shown uh, here too, guys. Uh, just so you guys know, the, the, the <laughs> last the last two years they aired it like right after the Big Ten championship game. Oh, that's yeah, that's right. Like at a two o'clock on a Saturday, just randomly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and if you didn't know, you didn't know. So, uh. So, oh, Rick, let's let's give this this uh, show a grade uh, A through F. Is it passing failing? Where what letter grade do you give the show, Rick, for for this week? Uh, I, they're going to be a little favorable. Give it a curve here because they they hit with their big announcement. I wish we would have had a little more play into it. I'm going to give this thing a, a C plus. You get Randy committed to the SmackDown brand. It adds to their star power. Not much in the wrestling. They it's. Like the stories, if if they hit the mark on it, the right direction with it, it's here or there. But they did move and, and go forward with some business. They got a lot of air to fill before we get to that rumble. If this is how they're going to start the gate, I'm not too sure it's going to be that exciting of a ride. But we'll see what they've got. Okay. Jimmy, what, do you, what grade are you giving them? I agree with Rick. C+. Plus. I mean, it, it done what it was meant to do. But there were some things that were just kind of off for me. But still half-decent show, C+. I think the last few weeks have been pretty similar, to be honest. Hmm. I, look, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to go uh, a C, maybe pushing a C-. minus Because wow. you had Randy, you had, like, again, we go, you know, you guys, you both have said things of if they would have hit this, if they would have hit that. That's the whole point you're programming a show you should have been hitting these marks right you should have been doing these things um and if you're not doing it you're not doing it so uh so i've got i can't go see plus because that means okay you're almost a b that means it's almost a good show this was an average to slightly below average show at best and so i've got to go c to maybe a c minus because there were some seeds set for some really good things but they did not hit well on all on a lot of them randy orton hit good the you know the segment with pierce and paul Heyman 
in his office. Great. Really enjoyed that. A lot of the other stuff was just really kind of, uh, what are we doing here? Where are we going? Like, okay, I see what you're trying to do, but it didn't work. It, it or that it didn't come right. Like, AW-esque booking at times. I wouldn't go that harsh. I'm not, I'm not, that's, that's, that's I, I am harsh. being harsh. Come on, man. Being you're being a little harsh. Come true. on. You I know, said, at, I mean, at times, Jimmy, but he said the whole thing. I Jimmy. know, I am, I am. I'm the only thing that was really close was the tournament thing, and then after we had just gotten <laughs> hey, done shitting on. on the tournament, and then here Hopefully, it is. Hopefully, instead of continental tournament, we get like um, say uh, country tournament. They just call it country. Oh, no country oh, yeah. in particular. Just you know, for AEW next. Yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah. They're gonna go for country cup. All right, <laughs> state tournament. The state tournament. We <laughs> yeah. made state, but you don't I name the state though. Yeah. All right, well, uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, that's our show today. Rick, thank you for being here today. As always, it's a pleasure to have Absolutely. you on here. We have an open-door policy here, so you're always welcome to join us. Uh, but where can the people find you on the Internet if they want to hear your lovely, lovely voice uh, when it's not Smack Attack time? <laughs> well, of course, you know, across all social media, at RBV Media or Facebook, Richard Bronson Vickery. Uh, my next time up here on the HMG uh, platform will be Monday morning, 8.30 a.m. Eastern with Ben Hameen, the Monday locker room. I also got a special project in the works. Uh, I'm scheduling some of those interviews. Got a, a couple I'm not going to put in the can over the course of the next couple days. But coming up at the end of the month, we uh, I'm gonna, I've got the 12 days of Christmas pro wrestling profiles. I'm going to sit down with some independent talents. About 30 minutes or so, and just kind of have an open rap session, get to know them, introduce them hopefully to a wider audience. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to run December 25th through January 5th. A new interview dropping every day, the 12 days of Christmas, pro wrestling profiles. Looking forward to that to keep your eyes and ears open for it. Where are you going to drop that, Rick? Oh, that'd, be carried, right, that'd be carried right here. Uh, at YouTube, we'll have those streaming here on uh, the HMG uh, YouTube. That's youtube.com slash at Hameen Media Group. Aha, uh-huh, there we go. Cool. Looking forward to it. Jimmy T, where can the people... Like a property. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where can we find you on the internet, sir? Oh, uh, you can find me right here at channelattitude.com. With five bucks, not only do you get the realest talking progression, but also the best. But if you do want to follow me on the X, you can at DJ Mass Effects and also you can follow us at the PWC Network also like and subscribe at HameenMediaGroup.Podbean.com where we have all our affiliate shows and the PWCNetwork.Podbean.com for all of our other shows and that's a wrap from me it's a wrap for you no it's a euro damn it oh, come on keep forgetting too you always remind me Jimmy it's a pita I, I, I told you I gave you that fucking gold <laughs> I know I forget every time but it's not a wrap it's a pita actually it's a euro you're right I said it's a rap fucking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, you can find me right Shame here on the internet. You can find me as Jay Reeseman on TikTok, Instagram, and, and the X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, uh, and, and find me there. Uh, if you want to find something and listen to something different uh, this week, uh, today, as a matter of fact, dropped my guest appearance on the Super J Cast, where uh, for I World Tag League. John. We talked about World Tag Leagues, uh, the 23rd, 24th, 25th of those nights. Uh, me and another gentleman named Elliot Ams, uh, Super Jcast takes the break. Uh, Damon and Joel take a break. And uh, for the third year in a row, we've had the Super Dad Cast, where I tell funny dad jokes while we talk about the World Tag League. So it's good to listen to. So if you want to check that out, it's the Super Jcast. But always, you can find us here on Channel Attitude. 
Uh, and you can also find me us on the HMG channel every now and then. Uh, Triple D and I are talking, and we're maybe getting back to the Academy. Ooh, going la Yay! I'm excited hey, about it. Ooh, nah. so much Star Trek, I got to talk, and I have nobody but, to talk with. So. Boys, uh, but before we go, you just got to do me one favor. Tomorrow, 10 a.m., oh, after the collision... I'm, will you let me get to that point, motherfucker? Oh, oh, God, you, you know I'm going to promote that it. shit. Let me right, get good, there. Good, good boy, good boy. Oh, Jimmy. Fuck's I wasn't expecting you. You forgot. Don't give me that shit. I did you not forget. forget. I always <laughs> give you that that setup. You, I know you, you interrupt. That's true. That's yeah. True. But yes, uh, you can find us all, of course, always here every Saturday at 10 a.m. Uh, Snow Cold Time, Snow Cold Channel, every time. But as always, tomorrow, you can turn, <laughs> tune in at the same channel at 10 a.m. on Sundays because after the collision, we have to sit through the what? The wreckage. There we go. That's right. <laughs> See, Jimmy, let me let me cook. Jimmy, let me cook. God damn it. I thought you were going to do it this time. Damn it. God Jimmy. damn it, pal. God damn it, <laughs> Rick, I, I, I hope, thank you for being here again. I hope you enjoyed your yeah, time on this chaos of a Absolute show. Absolute pleasure, uh, As always, thank you for being here. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, that has been our show. And as we sweep the leg on this show, we prepare to head out to the next show. What will next one be like? Will we start our tournament and be excited and ready for death and destruction? Yeah. Or will it just be another uh, fine holiday season where we just celebrate <laughs> loveliness and kindness? But, ladies and gentlemen, that's our Stop show. It, we hope to see you next week. And until then, a boost.
The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.